intro the shit out of the anime I need to come club with Anime club intro. Yeah, you think so. Whoa. Whoa. It's, it's happening again, Whoa. guys. It's happening again. I don't think you should be allowed. We need to baby-proof this room. Yes, we do. We do. Yes. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show, everybody, in Japanese and a little bit. We're professionals. Yeah, but that's only quite good, actually. So, Shoyokasomina-san to Anime Club, my weebs. How are we doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great because it's more anime, more anime club. We did this week, we did, we did, we've done Samurai Champloo. Yes. Why did we do Samurai Champloo? Because tomorrow, officially, is the release of Ghost of Tsushima, and I wanted to do something that was getting us into the mood. We're starting off this hype train good and proper with Anime Club because of the way this anime goes. When it's set and everything, it's very samurai sword fighty, name in the title, Samurai Champloo. Yeah. And I just, it's a great one. It's by a guy named. Oh no, Shinchiro, no, something Watanabe, um, whose name, I should remember this, Shinchiro Watanabe, I think. Let's have a look, yeah. Samurai Champloo, uh, go on. is any of his name anywhere here? Uh, well, it says Watanabe, I can't remember his first name, I think it's Shinchiro Watanabe. Let's say it's that. <laughs> I'm gonna get destroyed when it isn't Shinjiro. <laughs> Shinjiro Watanabe, yes. Ooh. You're a true anime fan. There you yeah. go, a true anime pro, everyone. Well, so Shinjiro Watanabe made um, other things. So he made uh, Cowboy Bebop, which is a classic on our list as well. I've heard uh, Zaheer talk about that a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. a sci-fi type deal. Uh, and you can tell, and he made something else called Space Dandy, which is very strange, very silly. Um, you can tell it's made by the same guy. There's a few things that overlap. So like, for example, especially in Cowboy Bebop and uh, Samurai Champloo, the main characters are always trying to, they're always kind of limping from the next job because they run out of money kind of thing. It's the, That was a very big point in this. Right. this uh, they're yeah, always okay. just getting by or they get this one big job, but it goes south and they don't get the payout, that kind of mm. thing, right? And, and what was the other space one you said that he does? Space Dandy. Space Dandy. So, there was a space element to this as well, like towards the oh, end. The, the zombie like, episode. So Space yeah. Dandy is funny because in I think in every single episode, the main characters all die. So so similarly, um, most of these shows, most of the episodes are kind of standalone things. They're not episodic in the sense yeah. that one carries on from the other, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. There is an overarching story, yeah. but it does seem very detached. Especially in this, I think the whole the actual story concludes in the last three episodes. Yeah, you could. I was. I, that's one of my things. I was yeah. like, you could have shortened this whole thing down. Yeah. It didn't need to be twenty six yeah. episodes. <laughs> so it's like it's mostly episodic. It all tends to come together right at the end. And um, in Space Dandy, because it's episodic, it's just different ways that the cast end up dead. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. So, before we get too far into it, this show, along with all of our content across all of our channels, is brought to you by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com forward slash conversations. Who do we have to thank? We have Jeremy Renner, Chris Williams, Diogo Dildo, Dan the Man, Record Friction, Ashton, sorry, Re uh, Record Friction, uh, Cats but the Friendly Patron, Ashton, aka The Weekend Simp and Simp of Conversations. It does, it does say, say that. It does say that right there. Um, and Jake Ryan. Thank you, bro, so much for keeping the lights, the mics on, and the anime going. Here, That's, anime right. That's right. Why do you never read out 
Carol of Rivia, okay. Do you know what it is? I've uh, I started off saying, do you know, what? I'm gonna come up with funky names for each did, one of yeah, them, yeah, yeah. and then I realised I'm not that creative. And also, <laughs> they <laughs> like to frick with us with their names anyway. Yeah, so. and then one time it was like I think Diogo changed himself to the Red Crown Crane, which was a joke from uh, the or as always podcast. Okay. And I forgot who that was for a time, and I was like, oh my god, it's throwing me off. I don't know who we're talking about here, and then it and then it completely threw me off. Okay. So. Some of the and also Chris Williams, I haven't come up with anything for him yet. I need to I need to think this over. Anyway, thank you both so much for giving the lights and mics. That's great. It's true. <laughs> so yeah. overall impressions. Um, there was some stuff that I did really like about it. Good. I, I did really like about the uh, You the, finished it. I did finish it this time. I did yeah. finish it this time. Um I liked the the samurai combat and stuff like that. The fights are great. Very, very cool and whatnot. And all of the the classic sort of samurai uh you know the final blow kills where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you swipe past someone, you're not looking at them, and then that person blood just splurts out yeah, and then they, they fall, fall over. over. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's very cool and whatnot. I liked it was very authentic. It was really like Japanese all over and whatnot. There was some moments where, especially towards the end, you know where they have that baseball game and whatnot. Yes. It's like foreigners come over here. Let's bring our own thoughts and wisdoms into this country and whatnot. But then suddenly they already know about baseball as well. So I. I wanted to uh, to mention, we'll get to that. So I forgot to tell you this, but I told a few guys in the Discord as they were starting it to consider this as like a love letter to ancient Japan. Okay. This anime, and it would have been a good one for us to start with. We picked MHA because it's just a very accessible, very like, apart from season one, mm. like it's just easy. Once you see season two, it's so easy to get way, yeah. get into it, right? This gives this would have been one that would have been better to watch before we watched any of the uh, studio ghibli stuff because mm -hmm. you learn all about a lot about japanese culture oh, so yeah. you learn about like the temples um there's a scene where i think uh they have to clean somewhere to stay there and yeah. um jin is doing the floors the way they do in spirited away you know he's got the wagon running up and yeah. down that's a very japanese thing to see so it would have been good to as a preempt preemptive thing so you can understand certain things i'll touch on a few what of about all of the borderline rape shit every single time there's always guys trying to force themselves onto the main girl Foo, yeah. other other girls and shit in there and uh what's the ne negu what's, what's what's the guy's name the um mugen, M mugen oh i, I say, forgot you, you the i'm terrible with names so that's these one are relatively is, uh, easy as well they were. two of them are three and letters. what's the other one J -j 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 i know jin <laughs> so, yeah. but um He's like always trying to push himself on these other women as well, and I'm just like, all right, why? Why is okay. this a prevalent? You know, you could chuck chuck all of that shit out. Let, let's actually address this. So two things. Right. Older time as well. Yeah, I saw a comment in the uh, Discord about why they always go into brothels. So especially these two guys, Jen and Mugen, are dudes who put their lives on the line quite often. Mm -hmm. You know, they're at risk a lot of the time, so they want to like live life to the fullest in a sense. They're yeah. they're both. In kind of ronin they, they're wandering yeah. so they're never going to set down roots at least not in the show they won't set down roots so why do you, you don't want a girlfriend right yeah. you just want to go get what you're looking for and and leave um one of the weird things about Fu though and this is a relatively mature anime right like there's robbery and murder and things like that going on um one of the funny things is she there's kind of this will they won't they is there a romance does she feel does she like jim does she like mugen does it even matter thing going on mm. But one of the funny things is whenever they'll go for like another chick or uh, to a brothel, she'll be like, why are they even going there when I'm here? But then she doesn't show any like interest. It's, yeah. It's kind I'm not going to give you anything that they can give you, but why would you go for them when right. you've got me? I know. It's kind of funny. It's the jealousy thing. It's, it's quite funny. So I would look at this anime as kind of a love letter to old Japan. So for example, the main guys 
um, and this is the thing that comes up in a couple of other episodes. Yeah. These dudes are out there to fight, i.e. kill in, in single combat mm-hmm. um, or be killed the best people they can find. That's literally their life's goal. This was a yeah. thing in Japan where people would go... The A guy, does the name Musashi? Is, he's mentioned a few times. So Musashi is a guy who... Was that his sensei? The, of Jin? No. Okay. So Musashi is a, is a historical figure who probably did exist but a lot of people think might be fictional i think he did exist who was like genuinely the greatest swordsman ever okay um and he did this where he would go in fact mugen i'm pretty certain is styled on on musashi he the last guy he fights with that sickle yeah um is is all but basically this dude Baiken, who he actually fought who fought with the sickle and a uh, like a steel ball on a chain okay. and he would throw one at you and then while you block it he'd cut the throat right i see and this was a real thing. There were guys that were known to be very tough and people would travel all over the country trying to fight, sometimes duels to the death, sometimes with wooden swords. Depends how, who you were fighting and why and when. Mm-hmm. And Musashi was known for, for killing the, some of the greatest fighters ever, right? Um, and that's what him and Jin, Mugen and Jin are doing. They're going out to find and fight the toughest people. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Like There's a guy uh, who goes to kill, the, he's like the glasses killing samurai. Um and he's the guy that hits on Fu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. has the beatboxing guys big him up. Th- that was a, a guy, yeah, continue. Well, so, yeah. like, it, a lot of this stuff is, is like a love letter to old Japan. And it was true that people would, like, study the sword and then go and test their skills mm. with their life on the line. That's something I didn't know. At least yeah. that, because that was something that didn't make sense to me. It's like they were always going everywhere for A, uh, to mash chicks. Yes. Pay and mash chicks. To eat some food because there was a lot of gorging on food yes. and yeah. a lot of rear graphic sounds. And I was like, whoa, these, I'm wearing headphones. Can yeah, you yeah, respect yeah. my ears, please? Um, and wanting to fight every fucking person that yeah. they see. And I was like, is that a samurai thing? I didn't understand. And that explains yeah. it a bit better to me. So, okay. again, like a lot of the brothels and stuff is just there. It also tends to be pretty realistic. Mm-hmm. That is generally speaking what Japanese towns were like. Even and, back in the day, I mean, it doesn't even have to be Japanese, like just in older times, even like in England and whatnot, it was well, like, like brothels were everywhere. It's just a thing. So like Japan... Entertainment. Japan, uh, up until, and they mention this, how Japan changes like in different eras and stuff, but Japan has historically always been pretty, um, like lean. They've been o- very open with sexuality. Like, yeah. Um, you, you That's see why animals. they've evolved past humans and now gone into uh, octopus and stuff. Right. <laughs> so, but, but you will see in anime often... Um, people like friends will go to a bathhouse together yeah. and they will go and have a communal bath because just historically like nudity and stuff hasn't is not a, as big a thing right um so so there are there are little touches we're gonna talk yet to all of their porn is blurred out in the genitals. i know it's very strange that's weird <laughs> it's very strange and, and japan has had this weird thing but like again there's you said the baseball episode one of Japan's biggest things is baseball. Yeah, I They're know about really that. Really, yeah. like really into it, mm-hmm. and so it's included, right? And um, gambling as well, like, gam- and in this as well, there's some gambling elements and stuff. Gambling, like that. Uh, I wouldn't say like gambling isn't lo- in the way that baseball everybody kind of loves it. And it's huge in Japan. Yeah. People don't like love gambling, but they know that ga- the gambling and drinking it's part of the culture, right? So mm-hmm. like, I would say the UK has a strong drinking culture. Yeah, right. So does like beer in in Europe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Same sort of deal. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to bring up. The hip hop sort of uh, R- R- rapping and stuff like that. I was about to say, how do you feel about the opening? For so example? the opening, when I first thought, because you actually said to me, because you felt bad about the last one, which I, I didn't want you to feel bad. I wasn't trying to make yeah. you feel bad with not liking Keep Your Hands Off Isaac. And you go, 
watch this first episode and let me know whether or not it's something you want to watch. So I didn't want you. I didn't week. want to have like four pages of notes on twenty six episodes, and then coming back, I stopped watching after episode three. Also, because yeah. this is twenty six episodes. What was that like? Nine hours of. It's a lot more than we need Isaac to. Can. We need to pick smaller stuff. We need to pick smaller. This stuff. is not big. I'm all the stuff we've picked is small. Fucking hell, Mate, One Piece is a thousand episodes. Fuck it. Next Naruto's, one's One Piece. Naruto's six hundred episodes. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood's like seventy eight episodes. Fucking hell. I'm picking small stuff. This is this is bad. I thought this was huge. Anyway, um, when I first watched it, I was like, okay, there's this interesting like hip hop sort of thing yeah. like that, and I'm uh, from my back in my days of uh, the very first scene was like the the uh, one day earlier, and it's a dude walking around, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think this might be something interesting, might be something cool here. And it appealed to the fresher Prince of Bel Air inside yeah, yeah, of me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, that's a good memory. But it is very, in my opinion, and I may be wrong on this, but it seems out of place. It's an odd stylistic choice. They just went, we're going to add hip hop to this. And everyone was like, so I will make a, a small defense of this, which is that Mugen's fighting style is massively out of place. It's erratic. Well, one for one, says, yeah. yeah. But for one, he's doing visually. It's called Capoeira. I don't know if you if you guys remember like Mortal Kombat and stuff. Not Mortal Kombat. There's a guy, a Tekken, who does uh, Capoeira. It's a Brazilian. No, might some maybe like that. dudes that flip around and fight. It's an unarmed fighting style, right? Okay. And that's a visual. He's not really doing Capoeira. He hasn't been to these islands to learn mm. this stuff. We know he hasn't. But um, you know, his, his fighting style. The point of it is to show that he is not a, um, like, typical in these kinds of anime are the guys like Jin, who are the students of the sword, yeah. right? Mugen is very, um, like, say, erratic. He's um, going off instinct and stuff. Yeah. And um, we, we mentioned this, I can't remember what we watched, but um, it's very common, I mentioned, uh, that main characters have, like, the yin and yang kind of thing, where yeah. one's... You know, one's um, very ordered and one's very chaotic, you mm-hmm. know? And that's kind of like the the embodiment of this. Jin and Mugen. Yeah, also because J- Mugen is kind of styled on this guy, Musashi. Okay. And Musashi Mugen. was very famous. In fact, he's got one a book called The Book of Five Rings. That's written okay. by, by Miyamoto Musashi. And it's up there. And people talk about, like, The Prince by Machiavelli. When they talk about the art of war, mm-hmm. The Book of Five Rings is also included in that list. Because oh, really? this dude... For so many people, so here's here's like some real because I'm into this history. If you didn't know, that's why you should follow him over at Eastleigh and Gabriel Repeat because he's going to be breaking up all of this stuff. And when it comes to Ghost of Tsushima, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to this the <laughs> Tsushima stuff. But so like real swordsmen, guys were considered master swordsmen if they'd won or defeated five people. Okay. Musashi it was something like sixty. It was a lot, a lot of people, yeah. right? And a lot of these times it was standoff duels. And one of the things is. Um, he's famous for not repeating so he always had weird strategies for things so like one guy was very orderly so he, he they had a duel set for a certain time and he turned up like three hours late and the guy was very flustered and right. that's what caused him to lose ah. um, one so he did that to a few people and then the brother of one of these dudes turns up early no, um, to like lay a trap and was actually realized that he'd killed two of his friends the same way so he turns up even earlier oh. but there's seven guys there and what do you do when you're surrounded by seven guys? Normally, Start hacking. <laughs> he he rushes them, right? It's a it's a very erratic style. It's what made Musashi so difficult to fight. Mm. This biken guy, who's the last duel. In reality, what happened 
is um, Biken, the guy, would throw a metal ball on a chain, and while you blocked it with your sword, he'd cut you with the sickle. Right. So Musashi went into that fight pretty much the first time ever using both the swords. So he blocked it with one hand and stabbed him with the other, right. and the guy wasn't expecting anyone to have it. He, he was expecting ready. you to use the blade. Because to... the way you use a samurai is to both, both hands on one, right. one blade, yeah. So Musashi was, relatively speaking, an erratic guy, um, ideally one of the best realistically one of the greatest swordsmen ever but Mugen is kind of styled on that but kind of so and is just Jin. can't read <laughs> yeah in a weird way so is Jin because Musashi was a student of the sword mm -hmm. but he mixed these both things both of these things so he kind of has this Jin is the orderly side of of Musashi and Mugen is the chaotic so it's, it's a very interesting mix this is what I actually really love about anime club because I watch things and I'm like I absorb it. I'm not really understanding what's going on, but I love that you see way more about this stuff. And this discussion is the reason why fucking Anime Club is still here. Otherwise, I'd have been like, "Fuck, man, I, can't, I don't understand any of this. What am I doing?" Yeah. But then you come along, like, "Yes, this is it, boy." This there's is a it. few. There's a few things, and I will get to. I've made points where we're going to speak about the love note to Japan stuff. Mm -hmm. um, should we just get? Okay, what did you? Anything else we spoke about how do you feel about the music overall did you clock did you clock much of it or did you just there experience was, it no i experienced it but there were some moments where it would go into like a really slow sort of seeping song and i was like what's going on here like there was the time what was the blind woman's name the blind sarah woman? Yeah, yeah yeah she was like there was a moment where they're like going off together and there's like this really yeah. slow music and the intro and outro was different in certain parts so like in the middle it was the there was that woman singing and obviously I can't do the fucking yeah, yeah, singing yeah. and whatnot but then at the end it was something completely more upbeat and a bit yeah, more yeah. going on there's a lot of sadness yeah um, even in the more upbeat stuff underneath there's like oh I'm ha like uh, I'm excited but there's a sadness layer to it it goes with stuff. the world there's a lot of like killing there's a lot of death there's a lot of losing people yeah and the, the art style and the colours and whatnot they're not very vibrant they're not very like yeah. sunshine it's all bleak and Japan had a very interesting relationship with death Mm. So, like, at the very end, the guy tells Fu, as the daughter of a samurai, I'll let you take your own life. Okay. Samurai, they have this thing uh, called... Oh, I can't remember it now. It's where you kill yourself on... Oh, what's it called? Where you basically you kill yourself. Is it seppuko? Seppuko. Seppu seppu seppuko. It's something like I that. I think it is, yeah. Um, I played Cards Against yeah. Humanity the other day, so I know. <laughs> seppuku. It's seppuku. Yes, that's it. Um, where, basically, you kill yourself in a very specific way, and if you do it properly, your honour's maintained. And Japan has a lot of things where people would mess up from a, a lord. They, a, the lord gives them an, a job, they mess up, and then they would kill themselves because they're dishonoured. Yeah. And it has a very interesting relationship with death overall, especially ancient Japan, mm. and looking at death, especially because they're Buddhist as well, mostly. So they believed in reincarnation and stuff, so it's only this death. Like, I'm killing myself in this life, and then I'm going to come back later. So but fine. also, because you, you have like... Um, uh, kamikaze pilots we, yeah. that was a, an interesting thing in World War 2 however there's also the human aspect to that is while this person may want to maintain their honour or whatever it's important to them they do also leave a family behind and mm -hmm. things like that right and ultimately even if your honour's defended or whatever you've still got a kid without a father or yeah. a mother or whatever right so there's some interesting stuff going on mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of cool to see in some regards and in other ways it's very confusing because it's out of the western ideals um, but the music, yeah, lots of sad music. I really enjoy the like the lo-fi samurai hip hop stuff personally. It was fun. It was fun, and it, especially when it comes up where you don't see it. So like, 
it was a change of pace when it was that episode, the one that ha- hits on Fu, and all of a sudden the, there's the guy. He's using the back of his samurai sword, yeah. isn't he? So like, because that thing, there's no microphone. I was going to say you, it's visual. And yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Because that's not really a microphone. Do they know about yeah, microphones? Yeah. Surely they don't. Know. And also, like, there's a weird episode where the guys are, are tagging. Yeah. But the thing is, like, and the woman writes the. That's where he learns he can't read, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing about that is not so much the graffiti, because I'm, I'm sure graffiti happened, but not in what we would consider like street style. But the way these guys express their competition and stuff is very Japanese way of like picking the thing that they're going to go into and then trying to be the best at that thing. Mm -hmm. And you see that in, we've seen that in all the animes that we've watched actually, like um, uh, all the guys at MHA, Mm -hmm. um, they all want to be the best hero, right? There's this idea that that a lot of Japanese, at least in anime, I'm not sure if it's true for Japanese people, but actually it's true because you find like... um, um, the guys that do the little trees, they want to be the best bonsai tree person. Yeah. Ever. They, there's a big thing to dedicating your life to a given pursuit in Japan. Yes. So And they did that with graffiti. It's bizarre, but they did it, right? Yeah. So I've seen the same thing for making watermelons and shapes. Yes. Like they get them in those cases yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, normal melons as well. What's the ones with like the yellow skin yeah, yeah, and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like grades to them yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like, One of them went for like $45,000. Japan takes a lot of this stuff very seriously. They, very like to, seriously. they like to be obsessive in certain realms. And that's why I also like samurai swords as well. Like there's master craftsmen when it yeah. comes to samurai swords. And like, right. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. master samurai and stuff. You know, exactly. guys that use them. Mm-hmm. And these guys who dedicated their life to it happens to be sword fighting. Yeah. You know? Um, so the first episode. It, it's uh, it's as I said, it, the first episode hooked me in enough where I was like, where it was, it had that hip hop vibe and stuff yeah. like that too. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm interested in it. I just the, when it came to this, I was like thinking about okay, how are we going to talk about the story because the actual story part is is very little. We're gonna it all. we're gonna pick like events as they go. Anything that's important or funny or sticks out. Yeah. Because like you say, they are episodic. But you know, we need to get it kicked off with the. the with the first episode yeah so they're they're in this like she she works at a at a food place yeah, first restaurant, of all, right yeah. are they related to her or she just works she just there? knows them. she just works there and i think well maybe it's her aunt or it's something like that it doesn't matter is nugan comes in there and he's like starting trouble he's like not, arguing with people first of all isn't not he? quite is he or is he there already there's like gangs basically the 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 guy that runs the area his kids in there with his like buddies that's it that's who it. are like trying to strong arm people or, or like threaten them and stuff because they're untouchable the local yeah. cops aren't going to do anything yeah. and um, Mugen turns up but he's broke and he says like, give me like 50 dumplings or something yeah. and I'll take care of these guys um, and she's like you, you're weird you're trouble I'm, I'm not really down to do it and then the rup, 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 cut to um, <laughs> to Jin who's bumped into the dude's dad who has these the Yagyu badasses that you yeah. right? and they're picking on a guy and the this is the important thing, because Jin doesn't really care about this dude being strong-armed. Someone says, these guys are Yagyu badasses, they're like the toughest dudes out there. Mm-hmm. Mistake, because Jin wants to Don't fight say that. tough guys. The That's toughest point. guys out there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so he goes and kills these dudes. Yeah. Not because they're roughing up this guy. Not because of any of that shit, because somebody said these dudes have a reputation for being badasses. Mm-hmm. So he fights three of them yeah. at the same time and just... Just ices Murked. them. Just so ices them. They're the best out there, man. You can't fight them. Dead. Dead. <laughs> and then the, the father's like, talk, turns to the other bodyguards. Like, Are you guys going to do anything? You guys are supposed to be badasses. And they're like, no, nope, nope, sorry, nope, I'm out of here. Nope, See you nope, later. Nope, nope. They all run away. And then again as well, like, Jin. So it's interesting because Samurai in particular would not 
take the money from mankind. Yeah. But Jin's a Ronin, and he I think he probably considers himself dishonored as well, having mm. killed his master. Um, so there's this weird like honor thing going on, whereas Mugen doesn't seem to have or care about it. That was the thing at the beginning, because you don't know, obviously, that he's killed his master at the beginning. It comes yeah. out much later. But I was sort of like, hmm, he's taking money. Is it like, it's not really supposed to be. Is that he, how this He's functionally this? robbing this guy. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. And um, it, it turns out, it works out that the guys, the. What is that guy? The Lord, his son, and, his, yeah. and friends. Um, like, Fu spills a drink on them or something, and they start to say they're going to cut a finger off or something like that. And um, she tells, she's like, accepts Mugen's offer. She's like, give you a hundred dumplings. And so he's like, cool. Having no restraint, just starts murdering <laughs> Immediately starts taking them out. <laughs> and uh, and the son is like, don't you get it? Like, I'm the, the, the guy's kid. Like, I'm untouchable, blah, blah. He's got these Yagi badasses. He's like, okay, well, you guys go and get the badasses because he wants to fight tough yeah. people as well. And then in that same period, Jin walks in and he's like, are you one of these badasses? He's like, no, I killed them. Well, then I need to fight you, right? Because you're the one that killed them. You you killed a badass. You're clearly more bigger than they are. So I guess we fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, again, I like that they do fight. It's just boom, like no questions asked. Start beefing. Yeah. In the middle of their beef, one of the guys who Mugen like, cut his arm off uh, brings kicks over some oil and sets the place on fire. Yeah. And I guess they wake up after the fire. We never know how they get out or yeah, survive. I'm just trying to think. I don't think they ever Which mention is, it. The, the next thing is that Mugen starts tripping out and sees Jin in a bath. Yeah. And then something falls on his head and he goes, God damn, that's cold. But it's on fire. And then it cuts <laughs> it. Someone's throwing cold water on him. It's very trippy. It's very bizarre. Yeah. And ultimately it boils down to like they were captured. They're going to be tortured and killed. And um, Fu breaks in somehow... How does she break in? Does she? She like bribe, tries to bribe the guard, and the guard's like, "Oh, you'll you'll like have sex with me or something." She kicks him in the nuts and, yeah. and steals the key and gets in and tells him like, "I'll get you out, but I need your help to find this samurai that smells of sunflowers." And also, this is something that comes way at the end, yeah. way at the end, and it's such a small thing that's meaningless. I was like, "Do sunflowers smell?" I don't think they do. And I think at the end they go, "Sunflowers are scentless." I was like, "I thought so." Yeah. I was like, "What? The, how does someone smell like sunflowers?" Anyway, yeah. If you um, help me, I'll do that. But she breaks the key and has to leave. <laughs> and, oh, I also... I think, actually, the the episode starts with them about to be executed, doesn't it? It's, mm -hmm. The guy says, like, oh, say sorry for whatever. And the guy's like, I'd rather die on my feet fighting than, than apologise for some bullshit. And they yeah. agree on that. So there is some common ground. Yeah. Um, and then it goes to cut their head. And then it cuts to all this stuff. Uh, where Fu then goes to buy, like fireworks something and carries them as tits it's very weird also it's kind of like i think it's, it's a piss take to fan service because as she's running they're doing like the different movie <laughs> flops which and i will say something that we both agree on is the fan service stuff and you haven't even seen much of it i haven't seen much of it i no. hate it <laughs> i hate it. it's one of the reasons we've picked the animes we've picked this is the thing the guys in the discord the diogos the d's yeah. the super bleach the the uh the was it the nunfucker guy yeah, they want to do like ishizoku reviewers and yeah. high school of the dead and oh, stuff he's so been talking about all about high school of the dead the guy's like oh so, so you know so. actually one i think he does like is is ishizoku reviewers which i haven't seen i refuse to watch it <laughs> um just because i it's apparently really good and I actually don't doubt it, but it's just on principle. Basically, it's this like fancy world, and this dude is like an adventurer, but not really. And his he's like a writer or something, and so he he goes around and reviews all these different brothels. 
and but it's like but it's like all these weird things so it's like a human broth- brothel an elf brothel okay a, uh, like you know it's all these different creatures that he and apparently it's actually quite good but I just refuse to watch it because it, there's too much fan service stuff in it. Yeah. But that's kind of the point of the show. It's like, not quite a hentai, but like it starts on the first thing as like a pair of tits in your face. Oh. But it's not, you know, like it's, it's this weird bridge the gap thing. And apparently it's great. I genuinely, I would believe that it's got a great story. I just find that kind of creepy. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, even though it fits, I just don't want to watch it. Um, I hate that stuff too. So I think this is kind of a piss take. She's running the $69 tier. We'll do that. (laughs) Tits are doing different things. Yeah. Um, And then like, she gets there just as they're about to be executed. Yeah. And then it turns out that they both had the same plan, which was to duck the sword and start fighting. Yeah. And they do and they're freaking badasses. It was bad fucking ass. I was like, yes, they're getting out of this. Nice. And because Fu's on the roof, she like sets off these fireworks and Mm -hmm. they do end up escaping and they meet up because I guess well they're together they, they get to an area where they think they're safe yeah. and basically Jin and Mugen decide they're going to face off like, these are two well, this, toughest guys they've ever met this was met. our original plan and we're now safe so now we're yeah. going to fight but Fu says like you promised you would help me if you if I helped you escape I did do that and promised me you're not going to hurt yourselves right. and you're going to kill each other until well, we so that's the... what she says is like she the reason she they do it this way around mm. is if they fight mm. It's possible that they both die. That's yeah. actually a really likely outcome in a lot of these sword fights, right? They're evenly matched as well, yeah. So that's why, like, real samurai, if, I think it was three to five, you considered a master swordsman because yeah. of the likelihood that you would both die. You even right? Like, it it's a point. very dangerous thing to do. So she's like, look, if you both die, how does that help me, right? Or if, if you one of you survives but can never fight again, mm. right? you're not a good bodyguard. So they flip a coin, Mugen in perfect style, just like winds up and rips it into the air. It lands on Fu's head. It comes up Fu's way. They put the duel on hold. Yeah. And just like, we'll help you find this thing, then we get to kill each other. Yeah. And that's kind of like the start of our journey, I guess. I like, I, I really, um, they do harp on it a lot as you go on through the through the story. And yeah. I was like, you said you guys weren't going to do this. You said we're going to find the, the samurai that smells like sunflowers. You said you're not going to hurt each other. You're not going to hurt each other, are you, if I leave and whatnot. You're not going to kill each other. And I'm like, why does she keep harping on that? But it does pay off at the end. Yeah. I feel like I mentioned it way too much. But at the end, it's like... The other thing is, like sometimes in a couple of episodes, they like run away. They, yeah. they leave her because she's getting on their nerves. But what's really important is throughout this whole thing, despite their differences in character and everything, ultimately, whatever they say they're going to do, mm. they do. Mm-hmm. Whatever their word does mean something. Yeah. Even Mugen, who who does not act in like a stereotypically like honourable samurai way. Yeah, he seems like I've just I do anything. I don't listen to anybody. I yeah, don't he know follows his urges. He has a code. Exactly. Whatever it is... If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do that thing. Mm-hmm. And he takes certain things very seriously, like fighting people. Like he shows up to fight that Sarah chick mm-hmm. who had him stone cold the first time. Yeah. But they agreed to fight. Or that guy, um, the guy who learned in China how to use chi and haki. Who, uh, he's, we'll come to it, but there's, okay. there's another swordsman that he fights after a month of training. Point being, there's a... There are a couple of people that Mugen is very close to losing to. Yeah. And I think he actually does lose to Sarah. But he goes back to fight them because he takes it seriously. His, mm. his point is to fight the strongest. And if that means he dies, well, then he fought someone stronger than him. And that's what he's looking to do, right? Um, so he does have some kind of code. And both of these guys, when they say something, they mean it. They commit to it. Mm. And they have 
you know, they, their word is their bond kind of thing. Very hook, but actually true. Yeah. You know? Um, what were you going to say? You, I feel like I was going to... I forgot what I was going to say at this point. About them killing each other. Oh, no, you said it pays off in the end. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. that's why I did say that. Um, okay, so here's something I want to mention in the second episode. Um, Fu says to Mugen, um, like, what do you think? You're some kind of legend. Again, that's like that paperclip thing from The Martian. Because Mugen, at least in my opinion, is basically styled on Miyamoto Musashi, who ended up being a, a legend. legend. And not just in Japan. Like, everybody knows who Julius Caesar is, right? Yeah. Everybody knows The Art of War, the book. Yeah. I think it's less well-known than that. But people do know who Miyamoto Musashi is. People do know The Book of Five Rings. Mm. It's a very it's a very weird read, actually, because he specifically talks about sword techniques. Okay. So there's... In... Uh, Four out of the five books he's talking about fighting with swords, but it's it's very conceptual, and you can adapt it to modern things, like to business stuff. Like it's one of those business advice type books. Okay. But what's interesting is he'll talk about if someone comes at you with an overhead attack, yeah. then the ideal thing is to fight in such a way and move to this stance. But when you think about the concept of such, like a head-on attack and what he's su suggesting to do, it spans things. It spans multiple disciplines. It's not just sword fighting. Mm. But it's very weird because it's super focused on on sword fighting, which I guess he's a master of. Yeah. So it's a weird read because he's specifically telling you how to kill somebody with a sword. Yeah. But the advice applies to other things. So it's bizarre. <laughs> um, but it's just one more thing because this idea of Mugen being of, of Musashi and does Mugen think he's some kind of legend? He's styled on Musashi. Mm. It comes up a couple of times. Like the guy that... Uh, we'll come to it when we come to it, actually, because I'll mention it there. Okay. Um, there's also... Okay, so Jin also faces off against some, uh, an assassin. There's also a weird gay vibe to it. They they have a bath together. I As you said, I thought that was more just because it's the times and that's what they do and stuff like that. Maybe I didn't... There is also that. a bit of a gay vibe here. Okay. The guy does seem to be hitting on Jin. Okay. But he's also an assassin. Hmm. It's a bit bizarre... One thing I do like, because it's the same guy with the who had his arm cut off. He gets a, an ogre. Yeah. Basically a really big, ugly dude. Yeah. Who I guess Japan just don't like ugly people. Um, they really harp on the ugly thing. They're right. like, look at you ugly fuckers. And um, that guy, I guess, has hired him. At the end of the episode, he sees the dude dying. He's like, oh, there's no reason to fight now. Like, I guess yeah. we just stop because, like, I don't want to fight you. I'm not getting paid. Yeah. One of the things I like about this episode because it is very weird and the voice acting is very subpar, at least for the ogre. Oh, by the way, I watched this in English. Yeah, I watched it in English as well. It wasn't too bad for me. The English is actually, it's an okay dub. So is Cowboy Bebop as okay. well as a good uh, dub. I would have preferred to watch it in Japanese, but I couldn't find it for where I was mm. looking at stuff. The the script adaptation for this ogre, yeah, garbage. So bad, so is the acting. It wasn't very compelling. Like I, the whole bad. the whole thing was just like, oh, don't look at me. I was like, you're the first person that looked at me like this. I was like, that's very it basic. I, I just I didn't have, I didn't buy any of the shit you were saying. It fucking sucks. It's better in the Japanese, but yeah. Basically, Fu kind of befriends this dude, and at the end, when he's attacking Mugen, who's been somewhat poisoned, um, yeah, she goes, no, please don't hurt my friend or something. And the the ogre dude stops, but Mugen doesn't and kills the dude. Yeah. Basically, it's one more thing. It's like silence. It's like, yeah, it's another like sadness thing. Um, but it's, this is like this sadness kind of loneliness vibe goes through the whole show even to the end the very last scene is everybody splitting up yeah um, but we'll we'll cover that spoilers oh god we don't, we don't know what's so happening like, <laughs> so like it's weird because this dude had a terrible life so being dead isn't that bad for him mm. but he finally found a friend 
uh, he stops when Mugen doesn't. He stops because Fu asks him to. So Fu's kind of responsible for his death. Mm -hmm. It's very bizarre. I, you're supposed to feel conflicted about it. Not so much because we prefer Mugen and the guy's a bad guy and had yeah. a terrible life. But and the voice acting so bad in English. So, so they bad. try and make him. They try and almost. Uh, this is kind of mean to say, but humanize him. They try and yeah. make him seem like a good guy, especially when they bonds the relationship with Fu and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, you're supposed to feel conflicted. Just wasn't ever yeah. sold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, mostly the the most impact in this is. One, there's kind of repercussions for their actions because he's the guy that causes all this trouble is the guy that who Mugen locked yep. his arm off, right? Yep. So some things come back to bite them, which is kind of foreshadowing for all the way at the end. Mm -hmm. And there's that loneliness, sadness kind of theme. Otherwise, it's kind of an unremarkable episode. Mm -hmm. So it's episode three where um, they decide to split up from Fu. They, they just take off in different directions. Yeah. And both of them end up as gangster enforcers, as like bodyguards. Which is kind of strange. It's strange for um, Jin because he's a samurai. Yeah. Right. But he also ends up. He also ends up with this, um, like, yakuza boss who's very like nice and all community oriented and honourable and stuff. Yeah. Which he's supposed to be a gangster. Doesn't really fit. When they do that, I'm just like, because they, they explain it in a way like, oh, he's a he's a mob boss, but he does as much as anybody else for the community. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> That's not what they do. <laughs> And Jin ends up in a place that would seem to fit him more, where the guy's like more more violent, more um, ambitious, less calm, more like do we want. And basically, they they both kind of unravel. Mm -hmm. Jin Jin's because um, it, do you know what it is? It's kind of like uh, their their personal flaws end up being imposed on the gangsters. So Jin's one is the guy won't take enough action; he's too reserved. Okay. And Mugen's one is the guy who's just doing what he wants. Right. Right, and it ends up backfiring. I see what you mean. And it, mainly it backfires because what he wants is strong people. He ends up with Mugen, and Mugen's kind of a, a stray dog here. He'll, yeah. he'll fight anyone for any reason. I didn't notice that before. The old, like, uh, symmetry you got right yeah. there from that. Okay, I see. All right. Kind of. Yeah. No, I, I can see it. I can see it. They also introduce us to this idea of, like, um, when people have debts that they can't pay... That the especially the gangsters will take uh, their women and put them into brothels to work yeah. off debts, right? Which and they take one of the women, right? Like one of them. Yeah, women. they take uh, this one dude has a gambling problem. Yeah, and the guy he's gambling with, Mugen's dude, uh, is, is stacking the deck. Basically, it's it's a it's, it's a fixed sort of loaded dice situation right. where everyone's going to lose and what exactly. So that the house not only does the house always win, but they can decide when they win. In this yeah. case. Um, it's kind of weird. Things break down because um, ultimately the Jin and Mugen want to fight each other. Yeah. They end up facing off. Mugen's like team tried to fight Jin. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't fight him. I fight him. And then he starts killing his way to Jin because he wants to make sure he's <laughs> yeah. the guy. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. And then like, you killed our own people. <laughs> it's, it's Mugen. you got to know this is the way this is going to go. <laughs> um, and then somehow it ends up that they... they uh, the Mugen's guy who is very like planning ahead type ends up in a situation where he can call the other guys to do something to give over his territory something kill to himself. do with his son his son kills somebody yeah his trying son to kills... get the chick back yeah that's it son... oh yeah no son kills trying to get the chick back that's yeah. exactly what happened uh, but he's like a young kid he just killed someone who saw he was doing something bad yeah. he goes because my son did this Wes, uh, I will offer all of my land and whatnot. we'll surrender everything yeah. or to you or life for life or uh, my life and whatnot. 
and they have this like gambling session. It's all based on one dice roll. Yeah. And the guy's obviously crooked, the other guy, because he owns his own like gambling area. Yeah. And he goes, oh, uh, we, we get to call our own, sorry, the, the, the good the good mafia boss. Yeah. Goes, We're going to call our own dice rollers for yeah. this. The you supply the dice, we'll supply the roller. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that we that that's why that's the way it's gonna be fair. Yeah. No problem. And apparently Bad like, Mafia guy goes, kills the kills the, the dice, dice roller, roller. and somehow Fu ends up there. So everybody's in the same place. I just wanna say, how come Fu just went from I serve dumplings at a place that burnt down, we've walked across the thing like that, and suddenly she's like, Everyone wanna play? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I summon <laughs> she was literally wise right there. It was literally Yu-Gi-Oh! It was like, what? Also, <laughs> so it's good. Again, so stylistic things that you may not have noticed. So one, um, she goes sleeveless. Yeah, she's pretty typical and I was like, thing. What's that? Yeah, pretty pretty common, like at least aesthetic. Also, uh, because she's a chick and doing that, um, she wraps her chest. So her chest is she's wrapped in bandages, right. which is another common way for women doing masculine roles where they're going to show stuff but don't want to be topless, not wearing a shirt. It's, for some reason, it's the bandages. I don't know why. It's just a stylistic Japanese thing. I don't interesting, know. interesting. Let us know in the it comments. It might be. It may be that she's she has. Uh, so and this happens in in uh, Mulan where she's pretending to be a boy where they yes. wrap their chest. Yeah. It may be that if you have a female dice roller, she's supposed to be male, so they wrap the chest to make her male, even though everybody can see that she's not. But then she is still female. Don't know. You can't just pretend you're not female. <laughs> it's a good stylistic thing. If you ever go on YouTube because you can find this stuff, um, there's like sumo wrestling highlights. You see a lot of kind of stuff like that you can find stuff like what that. the sumo wrestlers wrap up their tits no 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 but like <laughs> you, can, you can see like what the referee looks like for example okay the referee looks very much like he actually looks a lot like um you know the 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 guy that wants the burnt newt in uh spirited away the way yeah, he's dressed yeah that's almost the exact same uniform <laughs> but so you can see like the the dress is very stylistic yeah. and, and stuff like that so it's one of those choices I'm with you. Maybe she just has a gambling thing. Like, you ever meet someone you're like, oh, like P, one of our buddies. Yeah. I did not know he was so into poker. Yeah. Like, he's really into it. Yeah. Um, plays a ton of online poker and stuff. Doesn't seem to give him an edge on poker night, but... Yeah, he seems to still lose it all. <laughs> that said, though, the bastard... Sorry, boys, talk amongst yourselves. I do my best to sit so that he's on my left, because if I'm on his left, I think he's clocked something about the way I play. <laughs> so I make sure, I try to make sure that I'm to his right. That's why you're like, so where are you sitting, Pete? I'm sitting somewhere else. See yeah, because I've noticed any time he gets to move after me, he tends to murk me. Damn. I he, don't understand he what He's always doing, after me. I'm going to be watching that from next time. <laughs> so maybe she's just into it. Again, it's another stylistic thing. It's also like It a, was fucking badass. She threw the dice sideways, it bounced off of two pillars, yeah, landed yeah, yeah. straight, and then she put the cup on it. She was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty common... Um, it's a very Japanese... A lot, obviously, what they're playing is Japanese. But yeah. again, kind of that love letter thing. If you're going to do a gambling hall, very Japanese gambling hall. Yeah. It's not a roulette wheel. Yeah. Right? They're throwing dice with this weird thing. Yeah. And it's like, she does the, the motion, like, what? What's yeah. it going to be? You know, that kind of stuff, so... How does that episode end? Uh, so it turns out that he, the the good mafia guy, loses. Yeah, and the good kills mafia guy loses. And just before he's like, I'm not gonna, 
I think the trade wasn't actually his life. I think it was, I would have given you my son's life. But then he, he gets up with that. life for a life or my territory. Yeah, I think he implied that he was going to give his son over yeah. like he was going to protect. But then he, he gets up at that point and it's like, in place of my son, I will be uh, uh, committing seppuku, 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 yeah. seppuku, whatever it is, That's that, uh, on myself. And he just does it right there. Just yeah. Like, also saying, yeah, it's pretty fucked. One thing I did forget to mention at the beginning of this episode, Fu's told to watch out for vases. It's actually Vars Lady. Um, she bumps into a guy, which is on purpose, um, and then she doesn't have the money to pay for the vase, so they put her in the whorehouse. Mm. And so she meets the chick, so she ends up involved in this. Fu always seems to end up in trouble, kidnapped. Yeah. This chick gets kidnapped a lot. A lot. I, want, I, I don't know if this is a comment on like, how women were treated in Japan or not. But they're kidnapped a lot. <laughs> Maybe. Could be. Could be. I don't think so. I think it's more to do with Fu and having a reason for them to be in these different situations. Yeah, it seemed that was it, it furthered the story and she got into yeah. got to meet other people and other people that seemed to be not crucial but then important to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess at the end of it they just decide they can't seem to get away from Fu, so they might as well. It's kinda like God or, or the spirit saying, saying, you're destined to do this thing, do this thing. If I've got the HIV, I'll just continue living. The hip, the The hip, the Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's basically, she's always getting in trouble. They're always ending up trying to, although sometimes they're the reason she's in trouble. Like in the next episode, Fu's in trouble again. She gets kidnapped again. This is the dude that makes the art prints. Yes. With the weird long fingernails. Yeah, I didn't trust this guy as soon as I fucking oh, heard him. This bro. dude's clearly the bad guy. I was like, this guy's... involved in bad shit. He's so creepy. I was like, how are you not seeing this Also, you, do you know there's those dudes that grow like their, their pinky finger Yeah, long? don't trust them. Don't trust that guy. Don't trust that and guy. And boys, if you're one of those guys and it, it's for guitar, just don't do it. Just cut that thing off right now. Yeah, just trim it down. It just, no one trusts you and they shouldn't. <laughs> go um, to an interview. Well, how would you like to... Uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> Imagine you go to shake someone's hand and their fucking fingernails... Slice up their fucking fingers on your arm. <laughs> Mate, there. Um, so she ends up modelling for this dude. Yes. And at the end of the modelling session, like another Yakuza-type gang break in yeah. and the dealers that they're like ferrying girls from here to like... Europe. Yeah, they put them in like barrels or something. And right? so they do mention that there aren't supposed to be Western ships. So there's a, again, Japan has this weird history with outsiders. Yeah. In like the 15 or 1600s, some dudes from Portugal What's arrived. Gaijin. Gaijin, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. foreigner basically. Yeah, I only know that from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Hey, go. Gaijin, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's basically, it's basically the bracket N word for anybody that isn't Japanese. Yeah functionally right which is fine because it's not against them but it's, it's okay it's okay it's against you it's all right it's exactly <laughs> exactly so the the point is that at least in this is the edo period they japan has like one trade agreement with i think it's it's the dutch or the portuguese yeah they kick the portuguese out and then i think it's the dutch something like that but they're only allowed to come to one major town i think it's nagasaki or something they're only allowed to trade very specific things and then Certain people tried, they, it basically loosens up over time. Right. But they had this thing where, like, they're very um, isolationist. Mm. Always have been. Yeah. Um, and it saved them from a lot of stuff. Like, Ghost of Tsushima uh, is the beginning of the Mongol invasion, which won't happen, spoiler alert, because um, because a, kamak a, an, a kamikaze, a, a tsunami, destroys the Mongol fleet. Shit. 
I'm not about to play this game now. Well, so, well they, because they do invade um, <laughs> Tsushima. They just never make it to mainland Japan because a tsunami, the tsunami wipes them away. the fleet, right? This go. is under Kublai Khan, I think, which is who's a very interesting history buff right here. I like if it. you've seen Marco Polo, that's the guy. Ah, oh. I think it's him. It might be his next successor. I need to like watch Marco Polo. I've only seen like two episodes. It's pretty good. It's weird. It's not super. Yeah. I enjoy Mongol history as well. I like. It's an interesting thing. It's difficult to say you like something. You know that that dude. The descendant of Genghis Khan, literally the biggest rapist in the world, in human history. So, I mean, you know, I enjoy the history, but not so much the guy. Yeah. You know? So, he did some bad things. He did some bad oh, things. Bad things. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this, right? People, I think it's easy to agree Hitler's a bad guy, right? People talk about Genghis Khan as like a, a great conqueror, a great historical figure. Yeah. Dude, single-handedly, and when I say single-handedly, I mean like by the armor power, yeah. right? People had to do this with... Physical weapons killed 10% of the human population in about 40 years. Bad, bad guy. Yeah, that's right? a bad guy. Not a good guy. Plus raped so much that they, I think they can track, it's one in, it sounds like one in 10 Chinese oriental people is a direct descendant. Yeah, that's a... Bad dude. Bad stuff right there. 10% of the human population, and the they had no machines, no chemical warfare, <laughs> right? Like, no bombs. Just hand-to-hand, -hand, just murking people down. Right, right, right. So, a little segue back. Yes. Um, I think, again, part of that love letter is Japan's relationship with the outside. Mm -hmm. Of course, what happens isn't so great, you know, kidnapping, slave trade type stuff. Um but ultimately, it gets everybody back in. Plus, we meet the inspector dude. Yes, comes the up, police officer guy that's in the background all the time. Who's got that funny, like, um, uh, X Factor type announcer guy. Like, I'm a police officer, you know. In my time, I used to do this. What the hell's going those, on here? It's like crime shows. Like, you were expecting that a pizza parlor would be a... Yeah, but actually, it's a front for human traffic. You know, something uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of funny because he kind of narrates a couple other episodes yeah. later down the line. Again, kind of uh, Shinchiro Watanabe style. That announcer thing, narrator thing is big in... Does that in other movies as well. Big in Space Dandy. Somewhat present in Cowboy Bebop. Okay. There's a few... They're, they're very different shows but you can see a few stylistic choices that, that bridge the gap. Okay. Um... Fu's always getting kidnapped. That's basically the upshot of that episode. Always, yeah. Um, and Mugen mugs a couple gangsters who end up being related. Oh, and Jin ends up playing chess with a dude, or, or... yeah. So this was a, an interesting one. It's like playing chess with the guy. It was almost like he knew he was gonna get. Is he gets arrested right at the end? At the, the end, does. it's like he knows. He's like, I just want to play chess with some guy for the last time and give my money to someone. I mean. Not quite because he cheats. Yes. Mugen remembers the whole thing. Knocks it over. over <laughs> and niggas. he puts it back and puts himself in an advantage. Yeah. Um, I think this is one of those things of like, you know, at the top level of gangsters. Yeah. Um, it's very much, there's not so much street violence anymore. Like people, they'll have like sit down meetings with people and stuff. Yeah. Whereas if it was at street level, like Crips and Bloods kind of thing, they just kill each other. Mm. You know, I think it's one of those where he gets caught and he realizes the jig's up and he's like, okay, well, I guess, plus he's probably got ancient Japanese lawyers who maybe will get him off who knows I don't know maybe the right bribes here and there yeah yeah you know um, seems to have a lot of money to throw right. away anyway. but I mean he bets Jin's life on it yeah. Jin is betting his life on it and again that's the theme throughout this thing both Mugen and Jin are literally betting their life in this case he's betting a lifetime's worth of service yeah but in the sword fights functionally the same thing still his life his is life. on the line yeah. right and the guy does try to con him out of it yeah um, 
kind of a bizarre episode. I can't remember what, what happens after that. Oh, next episode, I completely forget episode five, but this episode for some reason always sticks in my head. When I think about Samurai Champloo, I forget a lot of it. One thing that always sticks in my head is the the gay um, Dutch dude and clog gang. So it starts, this, ep- this episode starts with the, um, is it the eating, eating competition, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where Fu go, Fu's winning, she yeah. goes to slap a fly, and they yeah. consider her, oh mate, so that's a, that's like that's a forfeit right then, it's like, what? I was, yeah. I was slapping my, it just happened to be right here, yeah, yeah. she slapped it, <laughs> and the guy that wins it, yeah. has a face covering, oh, his yeah. huge, very pale skin, you know, wearing wooden shoes, blonde eyes, like blonde hair, blo- clogs, yeah. and if you notice, there's a gang of people walking around also wearing clogs, mm. um, who are trying to find that guy, who, I guess he's, I think he's like a Dutch, he's the Dutch East India Company thing and they've got some agreement. Again, this comes back to the whole, what were the agreements with foreign people in? Yeah. So they had an agreement to be in Japan, but he wasn't allowed out. He wasn't allowed yeah. into Japan. Yeah. So he sneaks in to experience like the culture and stuff. Um, he Oh, he wins. They had to put up their swords as the entrance fee. Yeah. And that's why they're with him because he won, right? Yeah. And I think they decide that as a group, they kind of decide if, if you take... If they take him around to show him stuff and experience Japanese culture, he'll give them back. the swords back, yeah. right? Which is a big deal to dudes who, one, live their life to fight. By the sword. Right, exactly. And also, they're, presume they're their swords. I presume they're very good. Yeah, who they knows? know the weight of them and everything like that. Right, and so they, they take him around as, like, shitty tour guides. It's like, oh, this is the big thing? Like, no, it's not. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. Like, they go to see a kabuki play, which um, is a real, you know, yeah. We're experiencing more of Japanese culture, right? Kabuki plays were a thing. Uh, they did have that weird, I say weird, like, you know, that style where they would, like, hop down the thing. <laughs> oh, look. You know, the weird noises and the, the, the drums and stuff. And that for some reason, because weirdly, Japan was, as much as we're seeing women being, like, uh, having the shitty end of the stick, Yeah, it's also well known that there are very famous... Um, and well-regarded female characters, like female samurai are, are well-regarded in mm-hmm. the society and stuff, right? There were businesswomen, there were, I think there's an empress or something like that at one point. One of the shogun's wives uh, is quite well-regarded. There's a lot of high-profile women mm-hmm. <clears throat> who are treated very well and respected. So, um, but, and I think this is accurate, same as in Western plays like Shakespeare and stuff, yeah. all the female leads played by men. Every single time for a very long time. Oh wait, in in mm. in those in plays. The plays. Okay, I was going to say in this. I was going to say. Well, I thought you meant in this, as in like there were male oh, voice no, actors. No, no, I was no, like, no. whoa, were they? Okay, all right, all right, okay. Talking about the voice actors, I think Mugen is voiced by the same guy that um, voices Spike in Cowboy Bebop. Who's he'll be one of your favorites. Okay. They also fight very similarly, Spike. Um, he's quite long-limbed and he, he does a lot of these like kung fu kick type deals. Okay. Mugen's just on the further extreme where he's doing like the capoeira spins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Almost break dancing in a way. So, yeah, just in one of those other things. And then, what happens? Oh, the, the guy gets found out. Turns out he is yeah. a foreigner. Like, you, what not, do you mean? I'm not, I'm not foreigner. Like, you're <laughs> fucking six foot eight, blue eye, blonde hair. It's like, you're not Japanese. What? Yeah. No, I swear. Totes Japanese. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Again, like, Japan's pretty pretty down to just murder people. Yeah. You know, above a certain thing, they're just like, yeah, you die for that. Yeah. You know? Um, 
cheaper than keeping you in prison, isn't it? Plus, again, and I did say this, Japan has this bizarre relationship with death. Yeah. Um, so, like, to the point where it's not that, that people don't care about lives. It just seems that, that killing isn't so big a sin. And like when it's legal, like you don't, yeah. can't just go around murdering people, mm-hmm. but it's also not like if, if a guy goes around and just murders a waiter because he didn't want to pay his bill, that guy's going to, that guy's getting arrested, probably yeah. getting killed. Right. And it's also, it's built a lot on that honor thing, isn't it? Whereas yeah. like if someone does something dishonorable, everyone sort of agrees that that person's not really a person anymore. And kind of, if yeah. you kill that person, then it's like, well, we, we right. one less dishonorable person in this world. Exactly. Or, like, if two guys are going to fight and it's a matter of honour, then we're like, yeah, one died, but, like, it was a matter of honour. You can't stop him fighting. Like, you can't... He wanted to be honourable. He died honourably as well. Exactly. Um, Just one last thing about this episode, because I always find it funny. The dude finds out that the the chick in the play is a dude, and he's like, oh, it's even better. (laughs) Which always cracks me up. Always cracks me up. They do also go into this thing about, um, like, homosexuality in in Japan. Yeah. And Japan, like I said, bizarrely, because you don't... They kind of kind of uptight these days but especially when it came to sexuality back in the day yeah. really open like being gay no one cares yeah. right so, kind of like ancient greek yes yeah does you know like oh you're a spartan and you got a wife but you bang this dude as well like whatever man no one cares no one cares yeah. no one cares are you a badass yes cool big ass spartan that's what you as we care about right a, a fat booted spartan yes that's what you want. Right. <laughs> big ass <laughs> spartan <laughs> um let's see oh yeah okay cool next episode this is what I wanted to talk about, is the uh, the reputation hunters. Okay. So this is the guy that hits on Fu. Yeah. And also turns out the guy, I think Mugen's hitting on, that they're married. Yes, the yes, it's that very, woman in the... In it's the, very bizarre. It's not a brothel, it's like a bar, but she's just It's kind of like yeah. a bar. And only basically, with guys that, that can drink more liquor than me. It's like, speaking yeah. of which, I'm going to have more gangs. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> basically, she rolls gin and Mugen yeah. and robs them. <clears throat> well, this guy is trying to flirt with Fu. Who, by the way, fun fact, do you want to know that age? Do you know that age is? Oh, God, it's going to be a massive difference. Fu's 15. Oh, no. And the boys, so Jin and Mugen, are like in their tw- are like 20, 19 and 20. Okay. Which I will say, personally, I feel like Jin and Mugen are more like 25 to 27, somewhere in there. Yeah. And Fu, probably 19. It's how she feels, how she acts, like a, a, clo- a, a closeted away. I would say just a hair younger than that, but I'd say a bit over, 17, I'd say 18, over like, like, yeah, I'd say 17, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, again, you're talking like, we're talking like the 1700s here, right? Yeah. Pretty common everywhere in the world that like, everyone gets married at 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of normal. Yeah. Um. So. And how old do you think that guy is? The, the, the oh, like 30 or something. Like 30, 40 years yeah. old. It's like. <clears throat> so he's one of his. He's one of his reputation hunters, and so kind of are Jin and Mugen. Uh, Musashi was a reputation hunter. He went yeah. around finding people that were known to be, you know, very skilled, fighting them. That was mm. his point. This guy turns out a fraud, mm. but his he has built a reputation being a reputation hunter, not actually earning it. Right? Yeah. They call him the, I think I wrote it down, the glasses killer samurai. Because yeah. he's trying to find Jin the guy specifically. Who glass. Because Jin was at one of the greatest schools and killed the master yeah. of that, right? Um, turns out this dude is not who he kind of says he is. The guys that he has killed, he's getting into disputes with people he knows he can easily take. They easily take down. Yeah, there's one guy like, "Hey, no, you got it wrong. I'm not the guy," and he kills that. Dude, right? <laughs> but, but he's made it so it is a dispute where he could go to physical to like sword yeah. fighting over it, and so he's like, "Oh, I'm really tough," and he's got this this group of followers, and then weirdly it turns out one of them also wants Jin because he was at the school 
and they fight and Jin's just a freaking badass and yeah. but lets the guy live which actually is a kind of an insult it's like I'm not even going to waste my time killing that's you. how it, it would take one second yeah Jin doesn't want to kill anybody from his school yeah uh, but it would not have been perceived by that. That's why Lord later on we find out that, that guy kills himself. Yeah. Because he's been dishonored. Yeah. Again, this weird relationship with death, or what we would consider a weird relationship with death. Um, but I, I wanted to mention this mainly because it is the the reputation hunting. Yeah. There was a thing. Musashi was one of those guys. People went round to, to the best dojos, to the best schools, specifically to fight the best people, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like... Um, you know, MMA, you always want to see, like, uh, Muhammad Ali versus, like, the top George people. Foreman or something, right? Yeah. Well, these are the guys that, if, if they all had their own boxing gyms, like, the next Muhammad Ali would be going after George Foreman and his yeah, gym yeah. and Muhammad Ali. It just happens that it's a sword fight and you kill these people, yeah. generally. People do did survive these duels, by the way. I was mm. going to say, it would make very, it would make this business very, like, not, not many people in it. Because if you die at the end of yeah, it, yeah. just because you're sick... It's like, well, shit. <laughs> right. You don't always... Also, in general, for especially for guys like Jin, if you turn up and the master's sick, you wait. You wait for them to recover, and, and not just to recover, like to regain their strength. The point, Get back into fighting fit. The point's to fight the toughest guy, yeah. not the guy with the biggest reputation. But I killed him, so it counts, right? I killed him in right. his sleep. No, 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 it counts. Exactly. So, so that's one of those things. Um, we jump to, like, episode nine, and this is the dude who... Um, he, he's presented in a, Japan, in a very Chinese style. He always talks about having been to the continent and come back. That's China. Okay. Has three dots in a triangle on his head. Why doesn't that ring a bell? You may have missed it. He, uh, he basically, in this episode, they turn up, tell the guy that they don't even have money to donate to his charity or whatever because they don't have a place to stay. And he takes them to his temple and they have to do the chores. That's why Jin's running around on the floors cleaning stuff because okay. they have to clean up the... Uh, the place to get a place to sleep, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And in this time, there's a guy who I forget what they refer to him as, but he's some kind of killer. What is he called? Um, basically, he's a killer. He's a, he's a killer. He's a killer. Um, in this episode as well, Jin makes a connection with a chick who's going to jump off a bridge. Yes, I do remember that. And yeah. um, so, do you look? You shouldn't do it. So, do I look like I was going to jump off? Right, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Again, it's that weird, like loneliness, depression, sadness thing that they yeah. touch on. Um, he he ends up getting a job. I think he thought he was doing security, but he ends up actually cooking at this eel place. Um, and the chick decides to help him out. They kind of connect over cooking yeah. these eels, which is weird. And so, um, oh, we're both cooking eels, aren't we? Um, and basically, she says to him like. Uh, Thanks for the memories, but after this, like, my life's no longer my own. My husband had this gang gambling thing. He can't pay his debts, so I'm going to a whorehouse to yeah, yeah. pay off the debts. This right? is my last day. Uh, right, my last day where it's my my own time. And in this time, uh, Mugen fights this the street killer, or whatever he's called, the street prowler, mm -hmm. who uses a very bizarre technique, which, again, isn't real, mm. but... There's always been these legends, both in Japan and China, of like chi and haki, uh, chi, like Dragon Ball Z, you know, it's all their chi, the yeah. most of the stuff, right? It's this idea that your your focus and your force of will can be turned into a, like a Shaman weapon, or, right, into like a Kamehameha. Yeah. And this guy fights and like imbues his sword with his haki, his, his chi, right? So when Mugen fights him and they get split up because the town guard arrive, yeah. um, he's got these cuts on his hands but he wasn't hit by the blade. 
Because what? Yeah, it's sort of that idea of like you can use your hacky, make a swipe, and then an air blade comes Energy out. Energy comes out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Mugen spends like the next period of time training for this fight because it's a really tough guy. This guy could be the guy to beat him, right? Yeah. But he needs he needs to make sure if he dies, this guy was really the strongest dude, right? Yeah, he put his all into it. Absolutely. And in in the in a parallel, Jin is kind of like not obsessed, but like really keen on this chick. So he goes and visits her at the brothel, mm-hmm. um, gets beaten up and doesn't do anything about it, and then comes back with money and spends time with her. He yeah. doesn't even want to bang. He actually just wants to spend yeah, yeah. time with her. It's very wholesome. He's very silent with her, and then she's sort of like, oh, I guess you're here for this then. It's like, no, no, that won't be necessary. Yeah. And then she totally jumps his bones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and and again, in this sense, it's, it's much more about like sadness and loneliness and stuff because he they're there for a deep connection it doesn't have to be physical they don't even have to speak much it's a pretty woman situation as well Jin's, <laughs> Jin's, yeah I suppose Jin's quite a silent laconic he doesn't say much anyway he's very much just looking down always he's most of the time his eyes closed like yeah and uh, turns out like the husband's a piece of shit yep and so you must be getting tips here why are you giving yeah. me something there and it's like whoa fuck off bro one of the things that's cool as well is while that he's doing chores at the temple yeah. He clocks, you know, he cuts a bit of wood and the guy, like, catches it and he clocks this dude isn't just a normal monk, right? And then uh, at some point he draws this, he slashes the guy and the guy dodges it and he gets the skinny on what's going on and who the street killer is. Mm. Turns out this is a dude who was, like, he was a samurai, a, a student of the blade, who was shipwrecked, ended up on the continent, China, mm. learns about chi and haki and kung fu and stuff and comes back and wants to, like, change... Japan's perception of stuff. Yeah. And then he comes back and in a trainee exercise just kills a dude, which is weird. Just doesn't really make sense. And the guy's kicks it's him out. Very oh, I'm remembering the guy with the three dots yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. He's very he just killed it was a, in a training exercise, just kills one of the other brays. It's yeah. like what the fuck is going on, bruv? That's not how you do and it. And then he goes around doing the travelling on a guy, yeah, fighting these guys and killing them, but no one ever accepts him because He's kind of this extremist. Yeah. I mean, he's killing for the sake of wanting to kill people. Right. It's like this dishonorable. Yeah. He's talking about like wanting to change people's martial arts and the purity of the art. But then he's killing everyone that he fights, including people training. So how do people learn? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so we get the skinny on that guy and why he's back in the town, presumably to kill this dude, Mm -hmm. who was the first guy that kicked him out. And then by the end of the episode, actually, I think it's a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, Jin and he face off. Mm-hmm. And Jin has kind of learnt a bit about what it is the Haki does, how to avoid it, and, and what the deal is. It's a really good fight. Yeah. And the dude has this weird thing, because he's using a Chinese blade, which are stereotypically very floppy. Yeah. Very springy. Versus Can... the katana that's very like rigid and straight, right? It doesn't, doesn't bend. You hear that click noise all the time when they're using the, uh, the katanas yeah. and whatnot. It's very like rigid and whatnot. Exactly, so it's part of that stylistic yeah. difference. Um, it goes very poorly for, for Mugen, actually. And when the guy's in the middle of his, like, ha-ha, I beat you, he fucking shanks him with a different blade. Which, again, is very Mugen, right? It's very also very Musashi. Unpredictable. It's like, the point is winning the fight. It's not winning honourably. Musashi won a lot of fights that would be considered dishonourable. Except that he won the fight, and the point was to kill the he other guy. Till the tail, the whole point was to fight and win. There yeah. you go, I did it. One guy, I think the first guy he killed when he was very young, like very young, like in his mm-hmm. teens, um, 
he killed him with like a broom handle or something. The guy Jesus. expected him to turn up with a sword, which he didn't. He had like a broom handle or a bow tool or something. And the guy's laughing at him, and so he just runs up and smashes him in the head and it. kills him in one blow. Damn. Just sticks this like bow or through the guy's head. That's some fucking shit. But he won the fight. He turned up to a duel. The guy laughed. He killed the dude. Mm. He wins, right? But it's not typically, especially in samurai fashion, considered an honourable fight. The point is the sword duel. Yeah. But actually the point of the duel, which everybody, like, you know when people are like, it's not in the spirit of the law, but it does for, follow the legal thing. The legal thing is fight and you kill the guy. Fight and win, win the battle. Right. The, the agreed upon way to do that is you face off with two swords. Face the person, two right. people, slash, yeah. whoever slashes kills. Exactly. That kind of thing. Um, so, you know, very Mugen, he killed the guy, he mm. wins. So at the end of the day, if you die, you, you lose. Yeah. You know? Um, but again, it's to do with, like, the, we've experienced the reputation hunting. Again, this dude, reputation hunting, we learn about the idea of haki and chi, which is a very Japanese uh, oriental Ch- concept. Ch- yeah. yeah. And, oh, and Mugen, uh, no, Jin, I'm sorry, uh, frees the chick. Yes. And Ice is her husband. Because he's a bastard. <laughs> he's a bastard because he kind of knows that he can continue to gamble away and it'll just sack onto her debt. Yeah. Which I think, I actually think this episode is a comment on women in Japan. Yeah. Where where once a situation like this had occurred, uh, the guy could just continue it and say, we'll just add it on her tab. Yeah. She just stays in for longer. Stays right. in for longer. And I don't think anyone feels bad that this guy gets got. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not me. It is weird that... So, I, I know a lot of people have a question about this which is why does Jin not go with her because mm. he gave his word yeah right he he one is is trying to fight the greatest swordsman out there as part of his like life goal yeah and two he's promised he would do this thing so it might be that he comes back it might be that once Fu gets where she's going and once he's so is clear. it is it her that says at the end of this episode where she's like that's my that's my husband different episode is that another one and that's that new again actually yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because I remember I got that yeah, no, this, this is cool. It's cool. Uh, let's see, where are we now? Uh, episode thirteen. Episode thirteen. So Mugen runs. By the way, I completely forgot to tell everybody. Episode twelve. You can skip it. It's good they told us now. Bill ain't out. It's good that I remembered that there was a recap episode, but I couldn't remember where it was. I saw it and I was like, ah, they'll figure out to skip it. <laughs> no one did. No one did. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I should have said that. But the next episode is um, they turn up on a beach. Yeah. And Mugen spots somebody from his past that he recognises. And um, ultimately, this is just an episode for us to get to know Mugen's past and history. Mm. And it's not good. I, I'm i pretty sure Musashi, who I believe Mugen is styled on, yeah. does not have this kind of tragic okay. past. Um, but the summary is, dude grows up on Criminal Island yeah. with these randos. And uh, and they, just to survive. they get tough, yeah. basically. It's kind of a fun episode or two-parter because the it turns out this the brother of this chick who maybe has a thing for Mugen and they kind of start... It's really at this point where they start questioning like, does Fu have a thing for, for both of them or for one of them? Mm. Is it Jin? Because she always says Jin's more handsome. Yeah. Uh, she's always giving Mugen shit but she seems to maybe have a thing for Mugen. All the way through it, there's always these questions going back and forth. Right. Which one she likes and the, she does or not. The sister says like, you know, do you like Mugen? And she, food never really answers. It's kind of weird. Um, and it turns out the brother double-crossed Mugen once before. Mm. 
um, and then there's kind of a resolution to that they're going to pull another job and again decides to do it because mm. it would be a big payoff which they need the money because this is always the theme they always need money they're always very hungry as well so they're always yeah. hungry they always have no matter what happens they seem to always only have just enough to make it to the next place to the next place yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, you know they kind of they do the job we learn a lot about Mugen's history and the sister can it looks like Mugen dies he gets blown up yeah um, but Mugen's a hard guy to kill. Not the easiest dude to, one to, in this to die, to kill. And so the chick convinces Jin to kill her brother. Yeah. Um, because of a couple of reasons. One, she says she hates him. But two, like Jin wanted to kill Mugen. That's mm. been one of the reasons they've stuck together. Because they always know where the guy they I was supposed is. to right. kill him. And it's interesting because at the very first thing when they're captured in episode one, Jin starts giving Mugen shit. He says, like, I've never seen anyone waste movements the way you've wasted them and you're very inefficient and stuff but you're also the only guy I've never been able to be mm. you know which is interesting because it's a very it's one of those things where his style's so different even though it may be inefficient it's hard to combat for this guy who's the very rigid typical style of fight. it's quite an interesting dilemma that they're in yeah um, so Jin murders this dude turns out the chick uh, was conning them it was the long con all the time and in the meantime Fu has managed to find Mugen, who being the tough mother fricker that he is. Yeah. I guess he clocks it. Does he clock it? No, he goes to like see, I guess to kill the brother who double-crossed him. Yeah. Bumps into the sister and her boyfriend. The boyfriend attacks him. Big mistake. He just chops him up. Huge mistake. Especially considering the, the sister has no idea where the gold is. <laughs> you know? And Mugen just doesn't care, and they, they walk past. That's kind of the end of the episode. Everybody's left no better, off no better for having done this thing. Just a dead person, <laughs> pretty much. Um, it is fun to see Mugen even limping, using his sword as a crutch. Yeah, can still just like, yeah, you know, everyone's dead. But look at me, I'm a cripple. Right, right, right. So this next episode is the one you were talking about. The, yeah, the boys find, uh, or Jin actually finds while fishing, which he's no good at. Yeah, um, finds some hidden gold. So yes, a, a pouch of, of like turns out it's f uh, fake, false Those, um, gold. <laughs> the long coins. Yeah, the long coins that have not that have just been put in produ into production, but not in circulation yet, right? Yeah, yeah. by who, whichever criminal organization is doing yeah. it. And suddenly, with this windfall, they go into town, and the boys do their typical thing of going to get laid. Yep. Foo pigs out, which actually saves her life because they're looking for a fat chick. They're looking for a fat chick afterwards, and they're like, really yeah. fat chick. Look, the and some guys even like, run up to him and they're like, hey, have you seen a fat girl around here? No, sorry. Sorry. It's her. It's her. <laughs> um, so the boys turn up uh, to a brothel, and Mugen is the lucky one. He gets the um, the hot chick, right? Yes. There's one like three the of them. They, but two of them look like men. Yes. And then the last one, it's like, oh my god! Right, right. So we, 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 they like Rochambeau for it. <laughs> yeah. Paper scissors. He wins. They go off into the room, and it turns out she's like a spike. She's listening into the. She picks a specific room, mm. which is, I guess, but next to the secret meeting room, yeah. where the secret organization has a meeting, saying, "Look, we found this dude." Mm -hmm. And here's the thing: the some guys just turned up and they're using the gold that we know we've printed but shouldn't be hitting the streets yet, yeah. right? So like, okay, well, I guess you have to kill those guys and, and whatever. Yeah. Turns out this spy chick, well, for one, Mugen's in the mood, right? Yeah. 
being as tough as he is, she cannot seem to get him to like change his mind. Yeah. So instead she focuses it saying, let's go to the other room. Let's go to the other room over here. Oh, this room's really, really overcrowded. Well, I guess then we can't do anything here. No, nope. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goes into murders these fools. Um, what's Jin doing in this episode? Even what is he doing? I don't, know, I don't remember what anything he's doing. I think he's just in the background. No, I, I really, my literal notes for this episode, the guys find some stolen gold, Mugen fights for good pussy, but doesn't get any lol. <laughs> Look, doesn't get any lol. That's literally it. Um, he gets murked as well, like kicked in the nuts. And then oh. she's like, oh, and he's like, that kind of turns me on. Yeah, I like <laughs> you tough chicks. I do remember actually, so they tell uh, the rest of the ninja or whatever to, to go after these guys. And Jin, who's there, who's uh, banged these two other hookers mm. and seems to be a very skilled lover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these like five ninja turn up and he murks them. Yeah. And uh, and then goes back to sleep. Yeah. And I think the next episode is like, oh, my back. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It cracked me up actually. Um, meanwhile, Mugen and this chick are like, she's like leading him further down yeah. the secret hideout. They end up going down like a an elevator shaft or something to a, I guess it's a gold mine or something. I guess. Or like a gold forging place. Um, and the guy's like, the the main guy is like, only you guys know about this. I'll just kill you. And turns out not only is Mugen a badass, but this chick's also pretty badass. Fuck it, let's get him out. And, uh, and basically they ice like 30 ninja. Yeah. More like... 25 to move again, 5 to have. <laughs> ninja's pretty bad. Just I, don't know, I don't know how many ninja I can move. Exactly. I'd take a swing at the first one, maybe get a slice, and then the other one chops my head off. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, and throughout this whole thing, as she's been like leading him on, yeah. they they defeat these guys, I guess... Uh, yeah, because the last scene is, is them arresting them and uh, her... Police organizations arresting whoever survived. Yeah. And um, they all meet up. Oh, except she actually does manage to finally knock out Mugen somehow. Finally. They put him against a tree, leave, and they're like, one of the guys like, are you sure it's safe to like leave him alive or something? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's got friends. I'll come find him. Plus, that's the guy I'm going to marry. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I can't help it. Somewhere in there, I fell in love. Yeah. In all of this, we fell in love together. But we never see her again. We don't. Which we is don't. like, is that going to be set up for a season two? So, but this is like 2004, yeah. this thing nah, came there out. There is no season two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll get back to this, but I feel like the the theme of like loneliness and sadness and stuff, well, look, remind me of this scene, that, that wife chick and okay. Mugen's chick. Um, sorry, Jin's chick, the, the prostitute that goes mm -hmm. to the thing. Because it comes back to how I think this, um, this ends. Okay. Um, let's quickly blast through a few of these. Um, we learn a bit about Jin's backstory. Yes. This is much later, this is probably about episode 18, where he, um, he is, uh, somebody in the woods attacks him as one of the guys from the school. Yeah. And, and we so learn like, that... You killed our master and what? Exactly. He killed his own master and it seems to have been a dishonorable thing to have done they assume it's dishonorable he sort of hints at this like i did i did kill him but it wasn't yeah it wasn't dishonorable it's like, but nonetheless the facts are still the facts yeah. and whatnot he basically, so fight. He, exactly he basically says i did do it uh but it's not what you think and i don't want to kill anyone from the school except yeah. that everybody from the school has this honor vendetta against him and wants to kill him yeah right and even if he lets them live the brother kill themselves afterwards so exactly. he might, there's no point risking himself to 
So he kills this dude, yeah. um, who it turns out just wanted to be like him. It's very sad. You know, it's kind of like this brotherly love, but you killed our father kind of deal. Yeah. Um, there's... Oh, and Fu actually tells us about the Sunflower Samurai. Yes. Not She doesn't go as far as to tell us... Uh, He's her father. Although, yeah. had you guessed that by this point? I didn't guess it at that point. I, okay. She was really, she was really harping on it. And in hindsight, I was like, "Of course, it's gonna yeah. be her father. Of course." But I didn't, I didn't think about it at the time. Yeah, just, just that um, he's someone that she's been looking for, and he gave her certain things. I think in one of the episodes, it turns out that the skull that she's got, if you look into it, there's a little cross, a cross in it, yeah, yeah. Like a Christian cross in it. Uh, episode eighteen is the graffiti episode. It's more about like, so so the the big deal about this episode is not so much the graffiti or Mugen learning to read. It's how serious everyone takes their discipline, yes. which is very Japanese. So like the teacher, he's dedicated to. He wants to be the greatest teacher ever, right? So yeah. he picks the worst possible student. That's why he shouts them. about everything? Ah, you know what I mean? Right. Don't you want people to think that you're not not an idiot? Ah! Right. He's very passionate about educating people. Mugen needs the education, so yeah. he's very passionate about that. The the taggers, um, who their discipline was should have been sword fighting, but it didn't work out that way. And so they've dedicated their lives to tagging and they found a reason for that to be their thing. But yeah. that's the way they express themselves. A very Japanese concept. I get it. I get it. Um, where are we now? 19. We're starting to get towards the actual end, the, actual, the point of this. Yeah. Things are starting to wrap up. So we've got that um, weird priest who looks very... He's got huge nose. His eyes look like they're pointing off in different directions. Yeah. Which, his whole talking and his whole name and everything like that reminded me of Assassin's Creed. I was yeah. thinking like, this guy's is he Italian? He's supposed to be Italian. I think he's actually Portuguese. Yeah? Well, he is actually Japanese. But I think the character yeah. the Japanese dude's playing is supposed Portuguese to be a Portuguese priest. priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, but I love how it's, it's also a commentary on basically what most religions are like. Where they're like, kind of. well, we're, we're just here to get your money and then that's the end of it, isn't it? At least this guy, it's a big con. <laughs> He's like, I accepted it. You guys listen to God and you hear God and then you guys just hand over your money. So I just made a business of this thing, right? right. Uh, it's in this episode that we see her thing has the Christian symbol in it because we start yeah. to learn about ja Japan's relationship with with Christianity making its way into the country. Yes. Again, this episode is more about um, the influence of outside people make europe making its way into japan mm -hmm. right um it's kind of a bizarre episode on its own except that one person thinks she might know that uh the sunflower samurai and she gets who's given a name was that the one that noticed the the skull thing yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. um so some random bitch might know who he is that's yeah. literally what my notes say <laughs> some 20, random bitch you know episode 20 is is sarah the blind chick Yes. Where um very cool, very cool if you yeah. one. This was cool. Again, very Japanese that um someone could still be very martially capable. You haven't seen you haven't seen uh, Marco Polo, have you? Not all of it, no. There's Jeff a guy in there called Thousand Eyes. Okay. Has he got no eyes? He has no eyes, yeah. Okay, okay. He's blind. I guess that right there. He's wasn't always blind. I think Kublai Khan makes him blind. Okay. Uh to stop him running away. But he's still a freaking badass. Because very much like this he can like sense where people are and it's like your favourite character from Rogue One. The uh, the guy with the black guy, guy. Like, the forces with me and I'm with the force. Not just my uh, favorite character. That's my favorite movie. Favorite of all time. movie of all Best time. Best movie of all time. That's take it to the bank. Maybe Solo's it. better. <laughs> Fucking off. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, in fairness, neither of us have seen Marquis yet. So that's true. We that could be the best movie ever. So basically, uh, this chick is um, singing in a bar. She comes up to the bar, the actual bar. Yep. And they end up hitting it off because. Uh, 
I think it's actually Mugen, where people start trying to like extort her for money, the local gangs. Mm-hmm. And Mugen beats them up, not because he pities her because she's blind. He's totally open about trying to fuck her. Yeah. Which I, I think she kind of respects. She's like, okay, it's not pity. He's got totally different uh, motives here. And he's yeah. honest about it. Okay, cool. I just want to bang you. Look up. They end up kind of traveling together where she's this um, blind artist and they're, they're running pr- protection for her because yeah. she can get them the free food and board and stuff. And they're also running, like if someone heckles her in the crowd, they beat them up and yeah. stuff like that, which is kind of funny to see. This is a two-part one, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, so there's a couple of interesting things. So in, I think in the first part, one, she um, she asks for if she has feelings for for either of them. Yeah. Because she wants to take one of them as a bodyguard to get somewhere else. Yeah. So which one would she pick? And she ends up picking in, in like spare moments. She's just like, well, yeah, the, Jin, you're going to do it. The weird thing is she picks Jin and then cries saying she didn't think he would go. So it's, yeah. like, it's like, was it a test? Because this could be this woman double talk thing where she tells the guy she wants to stay I told to you go. To do it. Why did you do it? <laughs> right. Um, she also actually, in, in this episode, I think it's like episode 20 or 21, she actually tells us the, the Sunflower Summer is her dad. Mm. Uh, and that he left and she wants to find him and kick his yeah. ass. And at the end of the episode, she tells Jin to go with the chick. Yeah. And her reasoning is that Mugen can't be trusted. Mugen's going to be trying to hit on her and try and get in her pants. That's right. what's going to happen. And that Jin is at least responsible and, and, yeah. and that he's it's more likely to get done. And so they leave. They make it across this uh, rickety old bridge. Yeah. And Sarah, who is blind? She's not been pretending yeah, to be blind. she is blind. Very like Kung Fu Samurai movie. Drops all her stuff on the bridge. Pulls out her thing and whoosh, turns out it's like a... a fucking triple blade thing. Like a like spear that. thing. <laughs> and she's a freaking badass. She basically solos Jin... And his only way to win is he cuts the bridge yeah. and they both fall into the water. Ah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. This this chick, I think, overall is the toughest chick in the, the toughest person so. in the show. This I think she's stronger than um, the Hand of God guy at the end. Yeah. Just no one else has managed to get as far as she got against these two. Yeah. You know. So it's it's hard to say, but I I do enjoy that the. the potentially the strongest person in this whole thing is a blind woman. Yeah. Right? Because we've had so much of, like, the chicks being at the mercy of men. Like, Fu's kidnapped constantly. We see all these women put Everyone's into, forced into prostitution, prostitution because of their yeah. gambling husbands or something, right? So it's cool to see this. Yeah. Um, even though, I don't analyse it too much, she is actually doing this because of someone male. That she has her sons been kidnapped. Yeah. So there's a lot of male things forcing women into stuff, but... But she's still cool. She's still badass. <laughs> Freaking gangster. Yeah. Um, and then as Mugen and Fu are leaving, they find out that the bridge was cut. That was the way they were going. They mm-hmm. run. Uh, they find Sarah, bring her back to a thing and start like nursing her back to health. Yeah. Mugen um, then goes out to look for Jin, right? Yeah, Mugen goes out to look for Jin. Um, finds glasses only. And can't, yeah, he only finds the glasses. Come back, comes back, realizes what's up, and he and Sarah decide they're going to go down to the like the river to fight. Mm-hmm. Which they do, and um, he almost gets his ass handed to him as he, well. He does. It's cool because uh, in the second time they fight, yeah, there's this. Uh, win- it's raining, and her like spear cuts the rain. Cuts the rain like as a shoot. Yeah. So like it, it cuts the rain all drops, and then it fills back in. It's <laughs> very cinematic. But she kicks Mugen's ass. Yep, and then. Um, 
Let's see, Jin cuts the bridge. I say, where does Jin come from? Because he does come back, right? Yes, he does. Uh, How does he get back in this? Uh, oh, so ba so the way this goes is um, Fu finds Jin, uh, no, Mugen and Sarah fighting. Sarah beats him, and just before she can kill him, Fu throws herself on top of Mugen. Yeah, so, no, please don't, please don't, right? Yes. Where's my notes? <laughs> then. Okay, so here's the thing. Jin wakes up. We kind of cut. Yeah. Jin wakes up in a hut with this weird old man. And this guy, who's very random, oh, yeah. uh, and he fucks with them a lot, he, one, tells Jin um, that, you know, the reason you can't, you need to, you catch a fish by going with the flow of the water. If you go in yeah. front of it, 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 so that's kind of the way they're going to beat this chick. But two, um, Jin says, like, I never got your name. And the guy jokes that his name's Miyamoto Musashi. But also, one the show makes a big statement because every time his name's come up of saying that guy's been dead for a while yeah which is interesting because almost certainly Mugen is styled on if not actually Musashi he's too young to be Musashi Musashi would be an older guy yeah this guy could be him actually because mm. I think in actual history I see what you mean Musashi now, be beats his wins his final duel or whatever then goes and sets up a school in the mountains and then I believe he leaves that to live on his own and so this guy's an old guy, old weird guy with some bizarre amounts of wisdom so could be. living in the mountains. So it's, it's bizarre. I see your point, sir. I see you, yeah. Um, then the, the Jin comes back. Sarah's disappeared, I guess. Jin comes back, tells them about, I met this guy, you have to go with the flow. Yeah. This is how you catch him. Yeah, Mugen then finds Sarah. They have this final fight. She basically wins again. But does... Oh, no, no, no. So they, they actually... She does leave. Yeah. After she beats Mugen the first time when Fu throws herself over him. And as she's going somewhere, the guy who's wearing that weird mask tells her, like, if you ever want to see your son alive, you're going to do this yeah. job. Yeah, it needs to be done today. Right, which is why yeah. she comes back. But in that moment, she realises something, you know, how <clears> I can sense stuff. She realises that actually she, her son's Her dead. son's been dead a long time, yeah. So she fights Mugen... He uses the whole go with the flow thing and we see some, it's like one of those weird level up moments where yeah. like he can, he gets to pure stillness and she loses him. But then when he goes to attack, he has to break out of that kind of thing. Yeah. And she, she has him, but stops and Mugen gets her because mm. she wants to die. She knows that it's all over anyway. Right. I'm not going to get my son back. Might as well die. There is one big drop here. She goes, well, he goes, because obviously she's a very powerful, very talented fighter. Why don't you fight the guys that did you dirty basically? And she's like, you can't fight the government. Why is the government sending hitmen after us? Hold on. Right. What is going on here? Right. Ah, what is this? Stuck in my mouth. <laughs> Got it. There you go. Okay. The weird space vibe thing. That's this next episode. It's kind of a break from everything. Although, it's, yeah. I actually find this episode the most uncomfortable of the lot. With the dead people and whatnot. It's There's all... kind of a zombie vibe going yeah. on. Um, the way the main guy speaks. He's got this weird reverb. Yeah, like I thought a, he was an alien. I, I thought so too. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought this was a, they're saying space. Is he an alien guy? What's it, going on it's here? It's bizarre. Um, it's kind of trip. I I believe that this whole episode is just an acid trip because yeah. they have these weird mushrooms. That I thought that too. Another defy yeah. fucking how weird that we said that right yeah. there. I was like, yeah, it could have been. It, it it's so strange. It's very Shinjiro Watanabe like mind fuck thing. It just kind of sits weird. It's out of place. It's mm. strange. Like. 
there's all that trippy stuff where they they cut the dude's arm off and they just run away. There's no blood, and then yeah, he throws it back to the guy and he just sticks. <laughs> it. And you're like, what's going on? This whole thing what is so the real. What the fuck is going on here? So, I choose to believe it's an acid trip, and it's just it's a change of pace episode. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all that happens. And then it? from episode twenty three to twenty six is where everything kicks off. Yeah. Um, no, tell a lie. Twenty three is the baseball episode. Yo, yeah. Which is another break of pace, mm-hmm. but I much prefer this to the fucking zombie thing. Yeah. It was very strange. Just like outsiders basically yeah. came. They were like, we want to set up trade. But it's not really set up trade. It's we're going to forcibly gonna take yeah. some stuff from you guys. I do love I do love a few things. One, how, the way they fat from the Ameri- uh-huh. how fat some of the Americans are. Yeah. I love the translator. He speaks like this. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like the, the... I would put on a Japanese accent. Uh, yeah. and well, so, <laughs> so what's funny is when they speak in English, there's Japanese subtitles, right? Yeah. So that's his attempt at Japanese. Yeah. So they make it always like, oh, we would like to settle the uh, trade dispute by uh, playing the baseball. This is how we right. play. But, it's, but that's him speaking Japanese. <laughs> in, you know? <laughs> I also love how the way the Americans speak to each other. They're like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's play some baseball. Woo! Right, right. <laughs> it's a very bizarre episode. Yeah. People seem to die for no apparent reason. Yeah, bro, they all die. Not like they're, they're knocked out or like, oh, you're out, see you later, yeah. man. It's like, you, you're dead. One episode, oh, fuck, I completely forgot. We did miss one episode where um, they get captured trying to cross a border and Mugen's let out to take a guy's decapitated head somewhere but doesn't make it because he gets caught by these warrior monks and they end up burning a field of weed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very yeah, weird. Yeah. Very weird. <laughs> I just completely forgot it because I remember because it's a lot of dead bodies in that yeah, one as well. Yeah. Um, two things. One, no idea whether the field of weed. Two, the warrior monk thing, that is a Japanese thing. Like, that's one of the places that jiu-jitsu came from. Mm. Whereas these guys that weren't samurai, uh, they weren't allowed to have swords in this era where only samurai were allowed to have swords. So they came up with other martial arts so they could be warriors and fight mm. without the swords. That's a lot of where the jiu-jitsu comes from. So the warrior monk thing is big in both Japan and China. No idea on the weed thing. It's a very bizarre ending because they walk, they get let out somehow. I can't remember how they get set free. And then they find Mugen just stoned with these dudes having a party. Very weird episode. Yeah. Had to touch it because we, I forgot it. So where were we again? Uh, we just started where this is, the, this is the last parts to it now so like yeah. there's that those guys that come up the one in the wheelchair and the one with the like the chain on the yeah, yeah. So, so we got a couple of and some assassinos them. yes assassinos we also find that um, these a governor set starts talking the, for some reason the shogunate and the police and like the high level government are interested in these people yeah in Fu, Jin and Mugen and they send this guy who they've gone to meet called the Hand of God, mm-hmm. who's like the greatest swordsman ever. After them, they're like, well, you know, Sarah didn't make it. They killed Sarah. Well, if they could kill Sarah, the only guy that could do it is this dude. Yeah. Who, weirdly enough, um, he's tending a garden and I think he's tending his sunflowers. I don't know if you clocked that. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wait, is this her dad? Could this be the guy? No, it's not. It's weird, because also she mistakes him for, for her dad as well, yeah. right? So there's this weird, like... Um, False step thing that so they do. Are you? Is he, is he? Who knows? Oh, no, must have Could be. And at the same time, this other group of people who presumably do also work for the government, but aren't really supposed to be here. They kind of. I think they're government officials, but this is a personal vendetta. Yeah. I think. Um. That's the the guy in the wheelchair. The dude with the sickle and the guy who's super crazy just and wants to like murder a hunchback people. Hunchback as well. He's like, I'm fucking kill him. Right. Um. Fu is told that 
she needs to go to this island. Yeah. And while they, they get to the boat and she tells the boys to go and get some food, right? Mm. And then goes off ac- across on her own because she does... I think her reasoning is she doesn't want to say goodbye. She doesn't know how to. Yeah. Can't seem to get it right. So they just leave. So they don't have to do the goodbye. They just separate. Yeah. In that period, what? where are my notes? Um, assass- the assassins that are tracking Fu, they... They, they, tra- they, they, oh, the boys realize that Fu's disappeared because they find yeah. the letter. They go back to the port, and that's where they find the dudes. Yeah, and the, they, they have to take them to the island as well, to the castle, sorry, they, they said, right? Is that ki- island church. or castle? Church, that's yeah, it. The, the church, church yeah, yeah. So basically, the, the Hand of God guy fights them. Yeah. Two on one, and does fine. Yep. They don't seem to be, Mugen and Jin don't seem to be a challenge. He gets pushed guy. in the water, he's right. gone, Jin... And they realise that the other guys that they've had a small run-in with or something are after Fu. Yeah. So they have to split up. They choose Mugen to go to the island uh, to like save Fu. And Jin stays back to fight this Hand of God dude. Yeah. Um, on the way there, the weird dude with the claw. I was told I'm not going to kill you until you get to the church. But then uh, you're sitting here right in front of me. Oh, what am I supposed to do? I just ah. want to kill you so bad, right? Super psychopathy. Yeah. Uh, fights Mugen. Turns out it's a bad thing to do. Mugen's kind of a Turns tough out. guy. Turns out, yeah. I will say, with Mugen, when he fights the Hand of God dude, yeah. that guy says he like dissects Jin, uh, Mugen instantly. He works it out. He's like, oh, you're very erratic, yeah. so it's hard to predict him more yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But I think one of the things that they tried to say here is that Mugen um, is very talented and, and what have you, but this guy is so far above, he's so talented yeah. that he can see what it is that Mugen's doing and the fact that it's erratic, it's not actually that erratic. There is a strategy to it Tempted and he's clocked it because he's like a chess master yeah. and these guys are just very good at chess or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he clocks it, he easily deals with Mugen, mainly because Mugen's not used to people being able to deal with him. Yeah. Right? That's one of Mugen's, that's one of the things that makes him such a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, it also puts this dude on a level that's above Jin, because Jin couldn't beat Mugen. They were evenly matched, whereas this guy just clocks it and beats him. Yeah. So Mugen ices this dude, mm-hmm. um, but nearly dies, right? He has this near-death experience where he's kind of drowning. Yeah. And he sees these crow type people, like spirits. They keep, they keep coming back. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had this when he was blown up as well. Yeah. Uh, in that episode, and we, it's like he's like, I'm not ready. I'm gonna, am I gonna die? The music changes. I will say for me, I think the music choice throughout this whole thing, the score is so good. Hmm. Not just the hip hoppy thing. There's this his near death experience in the next episode. I think it is. Yeah. Where he is about to die, but then doesn't. Hmm. The music there is very interesting. You know, it goes to that weird, sketchy yeah. art style. I really enjoy it, personally. So, we get this... It's fun as well because there's a difference in art style. Yeah. You know, the show's looked a certain way throughout it, but then in these few moments... You can have different styles. Yeah, yeah. And, and it fits for what's going on because it's like he's tripping out, he's dying, he's potentially. Dying. Right. So, um, let's see. Jin stays to fight the Hand of God guy who... He does pretty well, but takes a slashing wound and ends up in the water. It's supposed to be a, a killing blow. Yeah. It's supposed to be a fatal blow. And he but ends up Jin being as good as he is manages to make it so it's just it's it doesn't kill it's him. Just a, it's just a bad wound. That's all it is. Which we don't know yet. Like it looks yeah. like Jin's been defeated. Looks like it. Um, and falls in the water. Right. Mugen makes his way to the church, 
where the dude in the wheelchair and this guy with the sickle, who I'm pretty sure we never know his name, but historically the guy that fought with the sickle on a chain was called Baiken. Okay. Um, who that, I believe, is, is Musashi's crowning achievement. Defeating that mm. guy is the thing that made him a legend. Um, because it's just such a bizarre mix of weapons. Yeah. And you said, like, he came out with two blades and whatnot. And yeah, then he doesn't do that in this, but... Yeah. Actually, he does have a second blade. He does he use does a second blade. Does he use it? Yes. So, so he he arrives, tells the guy, like, let her go and I'll fight you. I'll stay here. I'll even give you my blade. The guy agrees, so Mugen throws the sword to cut her yeah. bindings. The food runs away to, to go to the end of the island to meet the samurai guy. The mm. sunflower samurai. Sunflower samurai guy. Then this dude basically starts torturing Mugen because he, this biking guy is tough, very tough, potentially tough enough to beat Mugen anyway, but Mugen has no weapons. Yeah. And has kind of agreed to let him do this. And he's trying to like parkour in around the place and he's just chopping down beams yeah. with, with fucking one swipe of a blade. Right. Um, and the way Mugen gets to his blade is the dude's about to kill him and he pulls his second blade. The guy, the way he killed the hacky yeah. kung fu guy, he pulls the blade, um, the guy has to back off and that gives him enough time to get to his sword. Mm. And then he, they kind of fight. The church comes down for some reason and doesn't kill the wheelchair guy. Ah, he's invulnerable. He's invulnerable. He's right. And they make it out to, to the beach and then... Okay, how do you feel about Fu finding out about her dad? It was very, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was it was nice to know that all in, all along it was like that's who she was trying to go for. But it was kind of like hollow-ish at the end. Like she didn't really accept him, and then it wasn't like a oh happily ever after type thing. It was just like you're my father, but you you I I came here to tell you that you you left us. Yeah, it's like oh. it does feel very hot. Like at the end of it, I don't feel like anything's really been resolved. They've done this big adventure and didn't really didn't get, get a solid answer at all no. right like Fu's going there to really speak to the guy she never gets to speak to him like even the if only, he dies it doesn't matter the only thing really we got was answers. the guy explained what happened afterwards like yeah. why he left and it was like oh he could have said that right Would have it been feels kind of hollow right yeah um, so Mugen's on the beach fighting this dude yeah uh, comes up with this cool way to defeat him where, like he throws a sword over yeah. Jiu-Jitsu grabs this guy Grabs a chain, flings it back. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh, oh that hurt. Oh, that hurt oh, right God. there. So that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> flings it back, pulls the chain, lops the dude's head off. It's very cool. But then gets shot from behind by the guy who's adapted his wheelchair to yeah. a gap. <laughs> it's weird. And Suddenly then, pulls a gun from somewhere. <laughs> and also, it turns out that these guys were on the, the sugar shipment, which was the first time Mugen was double crossed yeah. by this brother guy that they killed like 10 episodes before. It's a bit weird. So he goes to uh, to kill the guy, and his his uh, wheelchair's full of dynamite. Yeah. And Mugen gets blown up again. Again. And you're like, well, that's it. That's it, isn't it? It's like, Jin's dead. Uh, Mugen's dead. Done. Right. That's the end of the show. Exactly. Except it's not the end it's of the not. show. No, it's not. Because the God of Han badass guy, we then see, like, walking up to the house. He comes in, kills the Sunflower Samurai. Yeah. He's who, like, I've been told to come and kill you. This is like the... He's sick, right? I guess yeah. he's uh, with something. She kills him, and Fu is like, it's either sadness or because she's not going to get the answers that she was there for. It's yeah. a bit weird. And then he says, okay, that's the first part of my mission. Second part of my mission, kill everyone. Yeah, kill everyone else. Everyone that's related to you, anyone that right. knows you, we're going to kill them all. So he shanks ah, the old shit. dude. <laughs> right, exactly. He shanks the old dude, goes after Fu, who ends up on like a cliff, and he says, like, as a, the daughter of a samurai, I'll let you kill yourself. But Jin arrives. Mm-hmm. What? I thought he was dead. 
Also, how has he not bled out? Yeah, right? You've had that fucking thing. And he's like, oh, you've managed to survive a, a fatal a fatal attack. And, yeah, yeah, basically, the thing he says is that Jin's skill was so high that despite this guy being better, an attack that should have killed him only wounded him. Yeah. Right? Cool. And then we flash back to Jin learning the last lesson from his master about yes. if there's someone that you can't beat, how you can kill them. You'll probably die, yeah. but you can kill the guy that... It's killing you, right? You're likely to just... This is the pretty much death. You should never use this yeah. unless you plan on dying. And basically, he uses this technique, which is the die-hard shoot-through-your-shoulder technique, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is you... Kill, shoot they, yourself to shoot the other person. Right. I will say, I like the fact that they fight, first of all. He doesn't make it super obvious. It's yeah. in a fight. He sh- leaves an opening. The guy goes for it. And then he manages to, like, stab behind close. Ah. Right, exactly. And he kills the guy, but takes a potentially life-threatening wound right yeah and so how do we find mugen i mugen think rex the sickle guy i think they just sort of find them afterwards they're like okay and we're nursing you guys back to health now uh yeah so they yeah right so they both survive and i think they've had like is it a week or something a week it's like you guys have had enough sleep you've been out for a week it's like whoa 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 and, and like, then i'm hungry oh surprise right <laughs> and then they, exactly they decide to fight yeah and Pretty much the very first thing that happens, their swords break. Because they're still ruined here. This isn't like, oh, we've had a week of sleep, I'm well rested. Yeah. They're wrecked, they're limping and everything. Their swords break and they fall over. Now, did you notice anything about the way that they fall? The yin and yang swords. Yes. Like, yeah, I right. that. <laughs> How they're like, as warriors, they're yin yang styles. As yeah. people, they're yin yang. But they're ultimately, they're very similar people, right? Oh. They, they both understand honour and this uh, going after the greatest fighters to be yeah. the greatest fighters to test yourself and they've become really good friends and the symmetry of them trying to kill each other to the fact that they're both super strong warriors they could never beat each other in a fight now they're, the tools that they would have used to do it won't do it I really enjoy this this it was shot. a very good very good moment right yeah. there it's like very very thing nice I'm glad you clocked that as well <clears throat> so it ends with a couple of things. Fu tells... They say, why did we even do this in the first... Oh, no. So Fu tells them the, the coin toss. She lied about it. Yeah. Um, and All then, along. Right. And then one of them says, why did we even come on this journey in the end? And this is when they split up, right? Yeah. And they, they, both, they all go separate ways. And as this comment's being said, first of all, Fu's sent front and center. Yeah. And the comment is, why did we come on this journey in the first place? And we're seeing Fu, who's in the middle, who's the glue holding the three of them together. Walk through them. Right. She she walks, they all separate. And one of the things I like about this is it feels like at the very end, the tone of the show changes. Yeah. Which is that everybody felt lonely and alone and was on their own, right? Mm-hmm. I think just about here, somewhere before, Jin says that... Um, that he's always been alone but these are the first friends he's ever had something like that right and so while everybody's separated and they're going on their on their own they aren't alone they have the their friends they'll eventually meet up at some point and right they have something now more than themselves yeah they didn't have at the end at the beginning earlier on they were just themselves in this world right more and there's also kind of a weird bit of of like i guess hope in it so the music's nice we feel like they aren't alone anymore, yeah. right? They have the three of themselves, but then we also know that one food's going to be okay, right? Because she's been the only sensible person, really, unless she mm-hmm. gets kidnapped. But the two guys have something now. There's the chick, the ninja chick, that wants to marry Mugen. Yep. And 
Jin has the chick who was the prostitute that's probably gone to this like nunnery or whatever the fuck it was, right? Yeah. So suddenly the show that was all about like um, fighting people, solo living by living yourself, right? Living and dying by the sword. Also because it feels like these two have have achieved what they wanted to achieve. They fought the toughest guys out there. Yeah. Survived one. The one duel they wanted to fight the most, which is against each other, resolved. Doesn't yeah. matter that they, they no one won or lost. It was it ended in a way that is gives Everyone's closure. Good. Yeah. Right? And they both consider each other friends. And so it's kind of a weirdly hopeful ending, despite all this violence and and the potential of the blowback from all the people that they've killed. <laughs> you know? So it, it's a weird I quite like it, and I, like I said at the beginning, I view this kind of anime as like a love letter to Japan, right? right. We've seen, we've experienced a lot of Japan, um, a lot of ancient Japan in this, right? We have, um, and I kind of dig it. There you go. Would how would you rate it? I did like it. I did like it. It's still not beating my MHA. I think MHA is definitely best yeah. for me. Uh, I think I would give it somewhere around like a seven out of ten, something like That's that. That's pretty decent. I think it was pretty decent. That's pretty it, was, solid. it was definitely worth my time. Yeah. And also, as I said, I've always said for all of these, the discussion afterwards and seeing how you interpret it, like actually, yeah, I can see how that is yeah. and what because I'm I'm a noob as we all as we all know here, and I'm viewing it completely as that way, and it's really interesting to hear it that way. Yeah. Actually. I kind of agree with you. I think it wouldn't. I'd probably give it more like an eight, mm-hmm. mainly because I enjoy. Oh. One final thing, the very last image, which I don't expect you to have watched the yeah. intros and outros all the way through. The last image is Jin and Mugen. And it's in the style of a manga that I enjoy. I'm not really a manga fan called Vagabond. And that is the story of Musashi. Okay. So if you if you were to go to the very last frame is them in this very specific style mm-hmm. of this guy that drew the manga Vagabond. Right. And Vagabond is about Musashi traveling around fighting the historical figures that he fought okay so it's one of his last final touches about like the history and stuff um but there's pretty much no overarching story and it all comes together in the last three episodes this anime (laughs) could have been 12 episodes yes it could have been (laughs) so for that reason probably give it like an eight yeah Uh, but i i really enjoy the fights i think there's something so satisfying about them especially because the way the swords move and swoosh and stuff they don't you know, Walshi's complaining about uh, Assassin's Creed, the weight and the attacks not having not a weight. Uniform. Well, yeah. these swords are kind of like razor blades. There's accounts of people having their arms cut off and not noticing it for a while. Until right? they they're razor sharp. Like, Wait a minute. Right. <gasps> so I really enjoy the fights and how fast things move, and I really enjoy it. I will say, I think you'll. Pref- I don't think you'll enjoy Cowboy Bebop as much as this, because it's it's much more like mental stuff it deals with a lot of the same stuff you know it's just a group of people trying to make it from job to job okay and a lot of like loneliness and no one finding shit and stuff like that always making it and i've run out yeah. of money and we're here now there you go i think i think this one has a more fun vibe to it okay and uh cowboy bebop's a bit more serious but also a very good cowboy bebop and samurai champloo gotta be watched because this guy shinshiro watanabe is a legend okay yeah all right shall we read some of the reviews that Let's people have it. sent in of uh, on our discord when server? is your stream uh in like 12 minutes <laughs> but, Let's do it. but we might have to delay that so if you're watching this afterwards you know why it got delayed uh, anyway uh this one's from our boy cobra 67 he goes i always enjoyed watching samurai champloo a great adventure without tip without a typical ending yes the characters are funny and i have plenty of time and have plenty of time to breathe whilst the animations is top notch plenty of time to okay um having the whole thing scored with drum and bass rather than traditional japanese music is great unique touch too yeah it stands out 
So you may may or may not like it, but it definitely stands out. It's noticeable. It is different. It is very Dio different. Bro yeah. said he's watched twelve episodes so far. The main trio are good fun with Mugen and Jin being polar opposites that offer the great clash and banter. First four episodes were quality, especially with the two partner Yakuza clan war, um, the two parter Yakuza clan war. Uh, the following two three episodes were mediocre for, to me, just typical average episodes. Well, episode twelve, yeah, I was I, I completely <laughs> forgot. Um, the action here is stellar and gets me really hyped for Ghost of Tsushima. That was the point. Uh, the fight in episode 9-ish, the one with the dude who uses chi, uh, was great with seeing Mugen improve his skill to best that guy. That's the guy that went to China. Yeah. Um, tip, uh, typical anime obsession over rape and sexualizing minors is troubling to me. <laughs> the girl, Fu, is 15 and Mugen says to strip her in episode 12. Okay, so for the record, when he says that, he's talking about robbing her, not like make, leaving her naked. In particular, I'm just saying, because he's all about he's all about um, convincing chicks to have sex with him or yeah. paying for it. He isn't like rapey. Yeah. So he he specifically means let's take everything we can sell and go, you know. But I, I also clock that that I think is a an adaptation from English to Japanese issue issue. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh. He says the stripper in the first half and her being sent to a brothel and posing nude. Uh, it's fucking weird. It's not like... It was like an artsy posing. You're, you're reading too much. You're defending this. rape. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, it's weird to me. Also, Mugen got tricked twice by big-titted women and Jin had a subplot falling in love with that chick in the brothel who he had thoughts of having sex. What? Uh, it's weird. Oh, and let's not forget the booby jiggle in episode one. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. need that to rope people yeah. in. I think that, again, I think that's a... Crit- it, it's a critique of... It's the thing because she pulls them out of their grenades, you it's, know. It's like episode one of uh, of MHA where you had the butt jiggle and whatnot. Right, you yeah, have yeah. to have it in the first episode, or people people won't watch the rest. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, also, how come the main conflict in each episode mainly comes from them owing people money? So far, so good. We'll provide an update for the second half by <clears> tomorrow. All right. Uh, so, uh, it's a very short one. I'll read the next one as well. Super Bleach says just finished episode 15 and he gets fucking tricked for the third time. <laughs> yeah, Mugen, because Mugen is a hard fighting, hard fucking kind of guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's all about, because he could be dead tomorrow, right? And he, yeah. And he has this, the way he was brought up, we find out about the criminal island thing, right? Gotta live life for the moment type mm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, Zaheer, your name for anime club. He goes, uh, finish the anime. And watch it all in dub. Yes, I'm a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite. So did I. We, we, so. we can't trust anything you two say anymore. Right? Fucking hell, just get out of here. Um, the dub is really good, which is rare. Yes. And I felt like it lent to the characters appropriately. The main cast of characters are also well portrayed. It was so fun to watch the growing relationship between them. I'd say Jin is my favourite character because of how he carries himself. The anime was really all about the journey, which I loved. There were some filler kind of episodes. I agree with yeah. that. Um but they were enjoyable nonetheless. Uh, I think the main star of the anime is the music. I New, tend to agree. New Jabi. No idea. Not sure who that is. New Jabi's composed a, a bunch of it and fits with the anime so well. He passed away now, which is a shame. But he had a significant impact on, on my enjoyment of the anime. Yeah, the music's great. It's one of the only animes where I enjoy the outro music. Okay. Yeah, the right. outro's good as well. So yeah. again, like... um. Both the intro and the outro have this thing where, uh, especially the outro is kind of sad and melancholy and like memory type mm. stuff. Even the intro has this weird uh, undertone, kind of undercurrent of, of sadness mm. in a weird way. It might be something to do with the beat because the lyrics are 
fine. You know, yeah. there's something about it that's just a, a hair. Like it's upbeat and fast. You see all this action, but it, there's also that little bit where you're like, oh yeah, that's right. This there is this thing of like sadness or loneliness, something that goes through the the whole thing. I get it. I get it. Um, the anime had a great ending and subverted my expectations the right way. The fight scenes were awesome to watch, and the animation really holds up. I think I I will be watching Cowboy Bebop next. Cowboy Bebop is really good. Basically, same sort of deal. Chef told me it sucks, and we can't watch it. I did not say that. (laughs) Same sort of deal. Basically, there are bounty hunters in space. Humanity's gone out into the worlds and stuff. And um, the Mugen, I guess, for for this, who I think is the same voice actor in English, is a guy named Spike, and you follow him, Faye, and I forget the the other guy that sort of runs the ship as they try to like bring in bounties and stuff. Very good. It's a must watch. You have to see it. I I feel like it deals a little bit too much with like the psychological aspects of this stuff. Mm. Where Samurai Champloo, I feel, got it on right on the head. Mm. Where like you know it's there and you can see them grow and deal with it, but it's not like you're not spending ages and ages about how lonely Spike is and mm. you know. But it's it's very good. Very worth watching. Super Bleach just finished. Episode 21, and Mugen gets tricked a fourth time. He's all Strange. about the Tig old biddies. All about that. All about Look, that. Can we honestly say that we couldn't be tricked by a big old pair of anime titties? I would agree. I would agree. Big old anime titties is my favourite. Super Bleach said, I finished the show and I liked it. I felt the show was... I finished the show and I'd... I'd say I liked it. I felt the show was too episodic, but I enjoyed most of the episodes. My favourite episode uh, were two with... With the two with the blind lady, Sarah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I loved how Mugen and Jin grew from the encounter and how Mugen used the skills he learned from the, for the final battle. Diogo's mm-hmm. complaining about the obsession of rape and sexualizing a 15-year-old, but I think the show does it in a good way to portray the character's morality. Every single person who found Fu attractive uh, was an antagonist or a bad guy, where all the protagonists and good people didn't find Fu attractive. I guess they did, I would say that they didn't sexualize her because she is supposed to be quite pretty and stuff. Mm. But I think because she's young, she's not like she's not really supposed to be. That's the only thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, they never try to take advantage of it. In fact, she yeah. she makes a comment that why are they going to the brothel when they have me, kind of thing is, and which is more about the jealousy of a of a young woman than yeah. it is anything else. The two spray painting brothers at the first part uh, seem like pedos who want to get their hands on food, but when we learn uh, that they're actually interested. In the pet, the pet things. Like, yeah, no, get a hand on those. The baby. Yeah, the so, big brown oh, eyes. So and, yeah, the it? lips. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, also, Mugen constantly says that Fu has zero sex appeal, which is kind of his way of saying that she's too young for him to date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the ending. Uh, how Mugen survived and Jim faced off against an enemy from their past, and I'm glad they both survived. Oh yeah, because that guy was the reason that he had to kill his um, yeah. his master. Um, the whole resolution of the Sandflower Samurai was weak and I wish Fu wasn't so useless in the end. Yeah, I feel that. I, I think it would have been good if Fu had shanked the dude and that was the reason that uh, Jin had found, managed to find an opening. Yeah. Like, I think he should have still had to do what he did, but the guy should have been winked by Fu stabbing him. Yeah. I would have liked that. Um, I'd give the show 7.5 out of 10. It's a great show and I'd say it's probably the second best show we've watched for Anime Club. Okay, edit. Yeah. Here's my ratings for Anime Club. MHA season one is a seven. Uh, if I ever rewatch it, I might drop it down to a six point five. Dude, it's super freaking boring at the yeah, end. Yeah. It's so bad. MHA season two is an eight. Season three, which we haven't watched for Anime Club, you fricker yet. How did you nine. jump ahead of us? God damn. I, it's hard to rank season three uh, and two. I think two and three are probably maybe a hair better than four, but all really good. Mm-hmm. 
The Boy and the Beast is a seven. A seven? Boy and the Beast was pretty good. Boy and the Boy Beast, Beast was yeah, pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spirited Away is a six. House Moving Castle is a four. Akira is a five. Attack on Titan, Konosuba, and Henry Zero. We haven't done, so I'm not even going to mention them. Well, we haven't we haven't seen those ones, so they don't exist. Okay? I am going to watch Konosuba soon. I do intend to maybe add that to a list. Apparently, it's excellent. Yeah. It's another. It's a good a good isekai. But we've already done a good isekai. The Boy and the Beast was good. Did you see Diogo just put a tweet up, um, an announcement right there? Saying yeah. So let me, let me bang minutes. through. What's really funny is he's going to watch this later, and it's going to be like, no, it didn't happen. No, didn't, didn't happen, happen. guys. Diogo's final <laughs> comment. Just finished. Got to say, I agree with a lot of what Dan said. That's super bleach. Uh, I guess I get what he meant by it, but it's still fucking weird how they brought or how off, how she's sexualized, right? Everyone's character arc was rounded off in a great way, and the ending is just amazing. The right level of action and story beats. I will say personally, their ages, like Jin and Mugen, are like nineteen, twenty, yeah. who's fifteen. I'd say add like five years onto everybody. They act a lot better than they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, it had me worried though that everyone was about to die. I do wish that. They'd all gone together instead of going their own way. I like how I liked how Jin said he had no friends until this journey. Aww. So uh, I did wish that they'd carry on traveling together. Overall, great show, even with its more episodic and slower episodes. Shame there was never a season two because it was fantastic. Personally, again at the end, I agree with you. It was a shame they didn't go there. They all went separate ways, but I do feel there was that like. Well, they've gone off on their own. They aren't alone. It seemed like a complete story, and when yeah. they were, and you said, like, as you said, they, they they went off, but they weren't alone anymore. They yeah. had that experience. They had each other inside. Right, and now, and it's and also, also that other people as well. It's also that human thing that they were doing this kind of road trip thing. They got to the destination. So why are they staying together? And they're all quite proud people and wouldn't admit that they needed each other. And yeah, I felt I felt it was pretty well done. I liked it. I'm glad yeah. we did this. Next week, no. Next anime club, which will announce the actual date, season three of MHA. Yeah, back to MHA, boys. I will recommend, if you can. How many episodes is it? 25-ish. So we, season two. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, we'll give yeah. it a bit of extra time because yeah. we we didn't have to time it. We timed this perfectly for Ghost of Tsushima, which yeah. you're supposed to be streaming right now. Yes. So we're going to do it. <laughs> One recommendation. Watch it in, in Japanese. Yeah. One, I know you have a problem with the screamy stuff, but it is... The way it was kind of intended to be, but but there's something that happens in season four that has more impact, I believe, if you've watched it all in English. Okay. Personally, in Japanese, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> it's still sick in English because I watched, although it hasn't been done. I had to watch all of it in English with my chick because I showed it to her and she was really enjoying it. Yeah, it's going to be fine if you watch it in English. And actually, the English dub isn't bad. I personally think the sub is just happens to be excellent. Okay. Um. So if you can watch it in the sub, if you say to me I can do it. Not a big deal. I'm going to try and get better about that. I mean, I'm actually going to try and play this uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I'm going to play it in Japanese with the subtitles. Are you? That's why I wanted to play it. That's what That's I was, how I was I thinking. Like I was actually going to play it in English, and then I was going to go to and play the whole thing in black and white yeah. in Japanese as a Kurosawa movie. There we go. True cinema right yeah. there. there we go. So we will announce when it's due for, but it will be MHA season three. Mm -hmm. Then we'll do season four. Then we'll do... Uh, Gurren Lagan. That Gurren is Lagan. the schedule. We're back on track now. There we go, guys. Yes. All right. We'll catch you all in the next one. Yeah. Everyone, feel free to subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. Head over to the, the new podcast services as well that we've got. The new dedicated yep. anime club channel as well. Uh, head over to Discord server as well. All that big stuff. All the good stuff. And uh, we'll catch you in the next I'll one. I'll catch you in the next one. Okay, let's go.